What up, people? It's your boy, J-Rock, in your ear, literally. And it is Sunday Fun Day, and I hope you're having an awesome week. Hope you hope you made your and reached your goals this week. Remember, just like I always say, your daily goals become into your weekly goals, your weekly become your monthly, and then your monthly become your year. And by the time you know it, you're pissed off because you didn't do what you needed to do in the year. So make sure you get out there, bust ass, and uh, we got a fresh week starting tomorrow. Or are you starting today? It's up to you. Um, depends on how you work that grind myself. I'm working today. I'm shooting this podcast after the podcast. I'm going to enjoy the basketball game. And then I'm getting back to work for my basketball kids this week, uh, busting ass and making sure that we are getting ready for the uh, next week of training practice. And as y'all know, I am doing a tournament on March 31st at the McKenna gym. Uh, we're trying to do a pool play tournament. So for y'all that are listening, y'all may know some people from, um, San Antonio surrounding areas. If you got any basketball teams, shoot me up. And uh, we'll get you added to the tournament. Um, and that's going to be pretty awesome, pretty exciting. A big milestone for New Braunfels Hoopmasters. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, this week I got practice on Monday and Wednesday. Again, Monday is my, like, it's my select team practices. Uh, we actually gained two kids per week now for the past three weeks. Uh, the first week I actually gained eight. So that's been growing pretty awesome. Uh, remember, we're going to get these kids going, keep them motivated, keep them off the streets, make sure they're doing good shit, and make sure that they are uh, getting better at the game of basketball. So, um, and then on Wednesday, we come together as Hoop Masters and bust and butt. We literally got four spots left open. So any of y'all kiddos, um, any of y'all people got some kiddos that are wanting to be some great athletes, come out and learn the game and work on those fundamentals because that's what's going to get y'all better at the game. Nowadays, everybody wants to shoot like Curry. Everybody wants to move like Kyrie Irving, but nobody wants to play straight basketball. They, the fundamentals is losing its art in the game, and we want to keep that around. So uh, bring them on out. We'll get them going. Uh, our motivation for the week is making sure that you're finding something every morning. Imagine every morning a coach waking your ass up telling you, hey, this is what you need to do today. Do that for yourself. Find something motivation. I listen to YouTube. I listen to Eric Thomas. Uh, Eric Thomas has changed my life. If y'all been listening to me for a while now. Uh, so make sure y'all find somebody. I don't care who it is. Gary Vee, you know, any, you know, any, uh, anybody. Ziegler, you need to go out there and find some motivation. Uh, but do it every morning. Try it out. Try it this week. Every morning you get up. Go to YouTube, find a motivational video, listen to it, and see how it gets you rocking for the rest of the day, and I guarantee it'll help you out. Uh, and you'll actually find some shit that you don't even know about yourself uh, by going out there and doing it. So listen up, do good things, and work hard. Um, last thing, uh, actually last two things, Blockbuster Wrestling is coming back March 18th. We'll be at Conway's. Uh, your boy J-Rock is going to be defending his Blockbuster Wrestling Championship. I'm sorry, the new Braunfels Wrestling Championship. Uh, we're going to be getting after it. It's going to be a six-man scramble. Remember, there's one guy that hasn't been announced yet. So make sure uh, you come out, find out who that is, and come watch Jero beat the shit out of people. Uh, your boy, uh, Bandana Joe and Rob Love, which is a match as a promoter. I'm looking I'm looking forward to Rob Love's a badass uh, wrestler. He's been uh, around the United States. I mean, I'm just talking about just Texas, the United States. The boy was in, uh, I think he was in Minnesota the other day. I saw him out there in Louisiana, so the boy's rocking it, and Bandana Joe is going to have his hands full when he wrestles for that Blockbuster Wrestling Championship, and that is a match that I'm excited to see, and uh, it's been pretty cool. I'm actually off of the books now with Blockbuster Wrestling, so, so for some of y'all that are fans saying that I write, the, I write the matches, and I also wrestle, and I own the company, well, I've handed that over, so I have no control over it, so y'all can know your own and shut your damn mouths already, but it's, so it's going to be pretty cool. Again, guys, it's March 18th. The doors are open at 5. We're going to have a band playing, and then at 6 p.m., the wrestling starts. So make sure I check it out. And also, just a shoot a little Conway's for their things. Thursdays and Sundays, get over there. They actually do 25-cent wings, 
And uh, that's my dinner tonight. I'm going to go visit them, go show my support for their Sundays. So make sure you get out there and uh, knock it out. All right, guys, and the last thing my sponsor for the day is Hoop Masters. New Broncos Hoop Masters, we're a local basketball program, uh, changing the game for our youth, making sure we're teaching them fundamentals and at the same time teaching them the, the ropes of life. So if you're interested in your athlete coming out, getting better at the game, learning some, uh, some motivation, having a mentor there for them, uh, come on out. We will be there at the Westside Community Center from 6.15 to 8.15. And then, again, you can also find us at www.nbhoopmasters.com. And come check us out. Uh, our website will be fully ready to go by Tuesday. Uh, we haven't figured out if we're going to do registrations on there yet, but pretty soon uh, you, we will have it all. So New Braunfels Masters is growing just like New Braunfels is growing, and we got to stay with the town. So but with that being said, I got some guests here today, y'all. I'm excited. Uh, I met Hype and Joe Daniels a long time ago. I want to say, what is it, guys? Like, oh, man, like three years, three maybe? years ago, three four years, years ago? ago. Yeah, when we first yeah so... It was pretty cool. Uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, which we don't talk about much, <laughs> she uh, she used to do hair shows, and these two gentlemen came out, and they were models, and uh, I'm surprised uh, Calvin Klein or anybody hasn't called me yet, <laughs> but they did good. It was pretty awesome. I, I used to love those events. Um, any type of event I kind of go to, and I'm sure y'all do this because this is y'all work of business too, but... Uh, any type of event I go to, I mean, anything. I'm like looking around, seeing what people are doing, so that way when it comes to my events, I'm getting better. You know what I mean? So exactly. that's that's what I kind of fed off of that. Um, you know, Israel did some really good stuff with running those hair shows, and uh, you learn and meet people, and yeah, that's where we, we met. So. Definitely got to meet a lot of cool people there um, at those events. We still keep in contact with a lot of yeah. people that we met there, especially the people that are working for Paul Mitchell and throwing yeah. that event, so that's really yeah. cool. Who was the one that was there. that y'all were... Uh, that y'all were there with, like who brought y'all into the show? Jericho. Jericho. Oh, I actually just showed up to um, bring pizza or something like that. Yeah, he wasn't mm -hmm. even uh, supposed to be uh, in the yeah, show. Yeah, I was just having you know my own regular day, and he was because <laughs> of Jericho. Yeah, we're just chilling there. And yeah. uh, I showed up for some pizza, and then this, one of the stylists, uh, I guess he was running the show. He was just like kept looking at me. And I was like, all right, whatever. that was Israel, yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. then he came over there, and you know, kind of started like getting at me and i was just like all right whatever and um i was just trying to be polite you know yeah no, so i knew sure. it was like i knew it was their their function yeah. and then he just asked me if i wanted to be a model in the in the show and that's when hype uh was like yeah you Let's should do, do it yeah do it <laughs> don't be a pussy and i was like <laughs> Alright. He wasn't feeling it at first. first. Yeah. So did you yeah. have to change y'all's hair a lot? Or was this... Uh, I mean, mine, I, yeah, I mean, they pompadoured the hell out of my mm -hmm. hair. Yeah. I had a really big little... Little fro-looking... Yeah, man. Look, look like a fan, like four man. times yeah. the size of yours. Just, just up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they picked all my hair out. I had, like... I had probably, like, ten inches of hair. And they just picked it yeah. all out. Colored yeah. it all red. But that was dope. That was probably, like, one of our... First times being on stage just by ourselves. Yeah. Not worrying and, about managing with other people. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so let's go back a little bit because I kind of always like to say where we met and stuff. So, whichever one y'all go first, explain who you are, what your uh, what your name is, and, and what do y'all do. Let's go with that. So, whoever wants to get started. Um, well, I'm Joe Daniels. Um, my real name, only certain people know it. I like to keep it that way for the no, most part. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, keep them it's thinking. just one of those things where if you knew me, you knew me. Yeah. Um, but besides that, um, I was born in Maryland. 
lived in North Carolina, Virginia, and I've been in Texas for like 10 years. So What brought you to Texas? Uh, my dad was a Marine for 20 years. So nice. we just moved all over the place. You know, I was a Marine brat. Um, Where was the one place he stayed the longest? Here. Here? Yeah, I only ever stayed here? like three years max at any other place. And I don't really remember much. It's just scenes, you know? Yeah, for yeah. For the most part in my memory, but... um. Yeah, here I've been here for ten years, so I consider this like my hometown. So but, he was, so he was in San Antonio, basically stationed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just moved over here. Yeah, but we live in shirts, so I've always been in shirts. For like, okay, so you yeah, don't even live in all these ten years. Uh-huh. Yeah, but my house was the literally my backyard was the dividing line for the two districts, Comal County and uh, whatever County Steel is. Yeah, the Steel High yeah, School. Yeah, whatever they are. Yeah, Cebu. Um, but at the time, Comal Elementary was just right across the street. Okay, so. It was just easier. So once I was in the district, that's what brought me into Canyon uh, Canyon High and all that. So I graduated mm-hmm. 2014. There you go. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So I really like all my people was New Braunfels. Like that's New where Braunfels. I started. That's how I got all my friends and connections yeah. and stuff like that from the beginning. Well, it's Sunday morning, so I really want to do math. But how old are you? Uh, I'm 22. 22. Okay. Yeah, so you're the just, same age as my brother. Yeah, you? I just turned 22 yeah. this year. Yeah. My younger brother, he actually... Um, uh, we roommate together, but uh, he he's about the same age, and it's cool that I meet people that are his age, and they're, like, pushing and, and motivating themselves, because I had to do that for him, so, but he's getting into rapping, I'll let y'all listen to him later, he's, he's getting cool. into it pretty cool. cool, so it'll be pretty good stuff. All right, so, go ahead with you, homeboy. Okay, so, I mean, if you're in Austin, you know me as Hype, if you're in New Braunfels, you know me as Bezel, um, my real name's Britton Bez, everybody knows that, everybody knows me down here in New Braunfels. Um, I'm originally from South Africa. Really? I was born there. My parents were born there. Yeah, so um, my whole family's from there. Grandparents all the way back. What's your ethnicity? So I'm African-American. I'm okay. like one of the only true real Africans here in New Braunfels. And you're <laughs> here on Jay Rock's podcast. One of the only true ones down here. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually a, um, a permanent resident of the United States. I'm not yeah. even a citizen down here. So yeah, so we came down here. Um, my parents moved, uh, we moved to Mexico when I was like six months old. Okay. And I lived there for like eight years, and then we moved to New Braunfels in 2002. Where in Mexico were you living? We lived in Tamaulipas, in Ciudad Victoria. Nice. So, shout out Ateneo. That was my school out there. Everybody knows me out there. What's too, the so. diff? Okay, so this is very interesting to me. What is the difference in that culture? Like, that, Mex- that Mexico culture, like, and then, I mean, shit, you went through three different... Well, it's crazy, you know, when you're when you're moving around so young and you're seeing all kinds of different things, like... I was born in South Africa, yeah. Well, then we came to the United States for a little while. Then we went to Chile. Then we lived in Canada. Then wow. we went to Mexico. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we were back and forth traveling a lot. My parents did a lot of missionary work and stuff. Oh, okay. So, so missionary. It was very different, especially coming to the United States. And I came here um, in 2002, so I was in fourth grade. I'm 22 now. Um, and just seeing, like, learning English, how to learn mm-hmm. English, um, seeing billboards and signs and roads the way that they were was just a complete culture shock, you know? So what other language do you speak? I speak Spanish. You speak Spanish? Yeah, my parents way. speak Dutch, Afrikaans, um, and a little bit of French. My mom's a little bit French on her side, but I only Holy speak Spanish shit. and English. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble just learning Spanish. Right now. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. You know, it, it, it amazes me. Like, I met a guy the other day. Uh, he knows, he knew about five different languages. You yeah. Know? Like, that's awesome, man. You know, it, it, that takes some work. Like, and yeah, it takes it takes a strong mindset to learn that, so that's pretty cool. Damn, bro, so you've been all over, huh? Yeah, and then uh, so like like I said, when I moved down here, I started going to New Braunfels High School, and then that's how I kind of got um, interaction with all the people in New Braunfels mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. down here, you know, making interactions with people at Canaan and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't know hype, let me just tell you this: 
when you and, and he's probably gonna laugh at this and you know but when you walk into a room and he's in there you know he's different and I, and I don't mean that in a bad way no, you do explain you just you, and you, you represent yourself in a way like you know he's got his cornrows going or he's got his hair in a certain way every week something different something different and he's always rocking you know he's ro- he's rocking his fashion down and he's just something different. You can always tell. Always designer. If you look at me right now, Burberry, Louis Gucci, everywhere. Yeah, there you go. So like you know, he's something different. And so like, you know, what's the, the one thing that some people always tell me? They're like, J Rock, like, why do you always have like, bro, like you always have your hair done, like chill out, like no, fuck that. You want to look <laughs> yeah. good. You want to send that message. Good. Somebody yeah. told me a long time ago. They were like, hi, why are you always walking out looking bummy? Because I used to be the type of dude to walk out in pajamas and no mm-hmm. t-shirt or something. My hair all messed up. Like, why are you always looking bummy? You never know who you're going to meet. You mm-hmm. never know who you're going to run into. You never know who you're going to see. And I was, ever since mm-hmm. that day, I took that to heart. I dress myself every morning. I got to dress fresh everywhere that I go. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Was it you? I think I might have been you. <laughs> Dan is getting you straight. Yeah, Dan is so getting you straight. That's how it goes. See, that, and that's good stuff, though, because um, that's why I like to explain. Like, when you step in a room, you want to separate yourself from everybody else. Exactly. There's a saying that I say, um, life is like Tetris. The moment you fit in, you disappear. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that's a deep one, right? Like the moment you fit in, you disappear, and uh, you know. So don't fit in. Like be average. Last night, I'll do this real quick. I gave this. I had this little like container, and I told this guy. And, and I love doing this when we're drunk, by the way. And uh, <laughs> Jero don't get too drunk. But, yeah, 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 I do. So anyway. uh, <laughs> we turn up. We, we turn, turn up. up. There you go. It was a green container, and I and I'm and he's a little. You know, he's not too trash. I think I'm a little more drunk than him for me to talk to him. But I was like, look. What color is this? And he's like, it's green. I'm like, who told you that it was green? He's like, because it's it's green. I'm like, well, who told you that? He's like, I don't get the question. I said, did mom tell you that? Did grandma tell you that? Did your teacher tell you that? Did the guy on the fucking corner holding the stop sign walking across the street to school tell you that that's green? Like, where did you learn that that was green? And he's just like, where are you getting it with this, bro? I'm like, my point is, is when you start thinking average of everybody telling you that that's green and you can explain that it's something different, that's why you're not average anymore. Yeah, you got to think out the box. You know what I'm saying? So the, leading to that is the way you dress, the way you present yourself. When you go out, you're getting yourself out that box. You're not being just like any other regular person. Check this out. But you will never notice this. We go to Lone Star a lot. A lot. Every so, time yeah, I'm there, I see Jerry. Boy Richie. My boy Richie's a shit. Shout Richie O'Brien. We've known Richie for years. Actually, Richie will be on the podcast on March 3rd. So that's been pretty there awesome. Go. Shout out Lone Star. But uh, every time you go over there, I guarantee you this. Count how many... Now, I'm bad with this, bro, because, again, I told him before, I literally work to read people. Count how many fucking polos are in this son of a bitch. How many people are wearing an actual polo shirt? And that's that tells you right there. It's just so average of people, and they don't get out of that box. And that's why you put yourself out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, again, hype, hype, I, I see hype a lot, uh, you know, around town. He's always repping himself real good. Joe Daniels, I kind of see him around with hype every now and then. But I'll tell you this right now, and, again, probably something... He's a quiet guy. He's real quiet, but once you, you, you talk to him, he really likes to explain what it is he needs to put out there. But that's good, though. You need people like that. I think Vince, uh, my business partner, too, he's like that, too. But when we're hanging out, he won't shut the hell up. But whenever it comes to uh, being out in the public, he's that way because he presents himself a certain way. So I like that. Guys, I like the way y'all present yourselves. Uh, I brought up to Hype that, hey, I want to get you on my podcast. Uh, I see that you're doing big things. I follow you on Snapchat, you know, and things like that. You must not be turned. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tight. So it's been pretty cool to kind of see them. So going to the next part, part uh, Baby Rock Management? Baby Rock Management. Um, so the name came a long time ago. 
and we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit. No, when, go ahead. When me and Joe Daniels first heard of each other, because in this town that we're from, there's two high schools, Canyon High School and New Braunfels High School, you know? And you hear about people at parties and you hear about people on the other side of town, but you don't necessarily meet them, right? So that's how it was. That's how our relationship had started. We had heard about each other because he was running shit at his high school and I was doing my little thing yeah. at my high school, you know? So we had a lot of recognition on both sides of town, but we didn't really fuck with each other. We just didn't, you know? A lot of people talked bad about me because of my past. A lot of people didn't want him hanging out with me. So we never really kicked it like that. Um, and it was, was the stuff they were saying... Was this stuff that you yeah. was true, <laughs> or was this stuff that you were overcoming? Uh, and you're like, okay, like well, really, 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 it was just like it's all growing up, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, like you know, like he said, like he was over at New Braunfels doing his thing. I was doing my thing over there at Canyon, and uh, my el- my older brother, um, he kind of interacted with Bez first and he okay. told me straight up like he was like I don't like the kid like he's not good <laughs> yeah, nobody like, liked me bro don't hang out with him and time. I was just like I was like okay <laughs> whatever and so he would tell me like you know he's kind of a punk and I was like okay whatever whatever and I'd see him around at parties and shit and yeah he'd be acting a fool so I was just like but like what whatever. is it that's acting a fool uh, like, like, no, like, literally, no, like literally no like literally like he would be on tables and shit knocking <laughs> drinks over laughing about it he's the type to like to spill his whole entire beer on you and just look you dead in your face and laugh and just, you know, like, like, motherfucker, get yeah, like, shit. yeah, yeah, like, he's just, I didn't give a fuck about people or how they he felt. He was a totally, yeah, day. he was a totally yeah. different person back then, like, you're a kid, though, like, yeah, what, 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 yeah, you have nothing to worry about, first of all, yeah, I mean, and that's what it is right. nowadays, yeah. too, they, there's, yeah, just, you and there's more care. to it, you know what I'm saying, like, as far as, like, we felt why, yeah, like, why we were the way we were, but we didn't even know that, like, we didn't know about each other like that, yeah, we just knew of each other's faces, pretty much, yeah, I knew who he was. He knew who I was, but we didn't fuck with each other. We didn't know yeah. the in-depth part of, about each other. So, and you know what's so crazy is, and you, you can actually think about this now is, I feel the same way about a lot of people I hang out with now. I used to see them back in the day, and the same thing. Don't you don't fuck with that dude because of this. You know, and a lot of it, I'm not gonna lie to you, was certain guys sold drugs in, and but I, <laughs> you see their potential in wanting to hustle. And you're just like, okay, I gotta stay away from this guy, but this dude's fucking grinding, you know? Yeah. And then after a while, they just learn, like, to change that grind. Quit selling drugs, but put your grind into something else. And when you do that, you just fucking, you start going up. Because you see yeah. that grind of being younger and not giving two shits to when you get out of high school, you're like, oh shit, if I get in trouble, I should go to jail now. Like, yeah, fuck, no, for you real. know what I mean? So you're like, let me just clean some of this up. That's so and, funny you know, that you say that. Yeah, so, but that's what it is, you know yeah. what I mean? And a lot of kids nowadays, we try to, like, my basketball kids, there's 15, 14, some, some of them are nine. And we're teaching them life. Like, there ain't no sugarcoating shit. Yeah. Because I knew what weed was by the time I was nine or ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I knew those harder drugs as they got older, you know, not to do those fucking drugs either. So, things like that. But, again, like, going back, yes, like, you get older, you get wiser, and you do dumb shit. I was like that, too, man. I did dumb yeah. shit, too, you know. So, again, so he was just about, he was just kind of a little crazy part. Yeah. The man, like, just, the, the party. Like, the party. Pretty yeah. Much. Things, <laughs> I was yeah. the one. I would just hear things, man. And then one time we showed up at a party and some cops came. And it was at his house. It was the first time I ever went over to his house. <laughs> oh, shit. And so, wait a Yeah. He's we had a little-ass party. I was in high school. Him. And then all of a sudden, he's having a party, the first party at his house. Like, they you're say, going yeah, to. they said, ninth grade, they said ninth grade. hey, Bez is having a party. And I'm like, all right. I was like, well, fuck this it, let's go. And my brother had told me, hey, don't go. Yeah. And I was like, man, shut up. Like, I'm going to go. And how much older is your brother real quick? Uh, He's turning 24. 
five this okay, year. Okay, so he's like three years older than yeah. you. Yeah. Right, good. Um, that's a good bond. Right no, there. he's no. not turning 25. He's 20, turning 23. No, he's turning 24. He's already 24. Okay. Yeah, okay, so you're already just a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. About, yeah, we're 18 months apart, if I recall okay. correctly. So he's telling you not to go. Yeah, he's telling me not to go. And I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm going to go. So I go out there and... It's just like, you know, a regular house party, everybody's getting turned, and I know where the cops come, but luckily, mm-hmm. I had I had already left, and I went down the street, ah, so you're and gone. I hear about it because somebody called me, and then the stories I heard was just like, pretty much like people were like busting his window open, trying to get out the house, and oh, shit like that. Bro, I woke up to this girl, was like, I was in bed, right, and like, four o'clock in the morning after the cops had left, like, everybody was hiding in my room, I just hear this scuffling, and this girl just opens the closet and there's two people pass out in there and she like gets out she's like later and hops out my window and walks home so like, you weren't oh. awake when the cops showed up no i was in there but we all kind of just kicked it in my room oh the door nothing no, no. smart yeah one of the one of the guys um he was so drunk he like walked out there to go try to talk to the cops so they took him straight to jail <laughs> we're like hell no what are you doing yeah, I was we'll let you out but we're locking the door yeah, exactly. hell no. <laughs> you on your own it was my mama's house crazy. too she was hella mad <laughs> So you, yo, so you go to this party, you meet him. So like, what made like, so uh, what happened with us like meeting each other? Uh, I mean, from my end, my perspective, uh, when I graduated, all my like closest friends were kind of uh, younger than me. They're like at least a year younger than me, or they were a year older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody was like kind of doing their own thing. So when I graduated, I didn't have anybody like that I really hung out with. So I just went to the skate park all the time and just mm-hmm. kind of did my own thing. So you're skating? Um, yeah. Uh, I skated for like, I don't know, eight years almost. Who's your favorite life. skater? Um, I have to go with, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Sean Malto, freaking. Not Rodriguez, is it? No. It's that dude that uh, does grizzly tape. Um. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I grew up with Tony Hawk, so... Yeah, no, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, that's who my favorite skater is. But how long has it been since we've been able to skate? Yeah, Yeah, no, I think... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I was in... I was in Canyon High School wrestling, and... uh, Oh, damn, you did wrestling. Yeah, I did it for like three years, you know, shout out Canyon High School wrestling team. Um, Hell yeah, Kenny Cougars poked their boogers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm I do that about. to every, everybody that's on my podcast. That's a cougar. I always tell them like, all right, Kenny Cougars poked their boogers. That was kind of like one of the things we grew up with. Yeah. So you did wrestling. That's badass, man. Yeah. So, so I mean, I kind of like started to slow down skating around that time, just because like I had to be safe in my body, um, just because you know whatever. Yeah. And then I got a uh, like I said. So I graduated and I didn't really have anybody to hang out with. I bumped into some old friends. Um, one old friend in particular, and uh, he took me over to his crib just to, you know, chill, hang out. And uh, that's when I, this fool came over. And uh, So at this like, party that you're having, did y'all, what's up? No, like, I didn't, I didn't even see him, anything, bro. I didn't even nothing. see him. I didn't know it he was, was in my still, house. No, like, it was still the way that it was, like, for it was years. Like, for years. Respect, but nothing. You yeah, know yeah. Like, for years, bro. Yeah. Like, that's how so it was. You, so you go to this house. So I go but, to this house with my homeboy, and he comes in. And uh, I just kind of, like, you know, put my back to the wall, like, mm, whatever, like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. away from the lead. Well, he just starts chopping it up with me like he knew me. Yeah. And I was just like, Time, all right, like, whatever. Yeah, so like, then at that point, like, you know, we were just chilling, put one in the air, and we were just talking and stuff like that. And then um, another one of my homies comes in. I hadn't seen him in freaking years. And from there, it was like, okay, we all kind of fucked with each other. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, you know, just time went by, and then eventually uh, we all started doing other little things, but me and him always kind of uh, still fucked with each other. 
and um that's kind of where the relationship started uh, okay. i guess you could say but we still really weren't that close at that time okay. um and, and then, there's a lot more that goes into that too yeah, yeah. and then your part uh hype like kind of getting out of high school like now i want to know so, like, yeah, what made like, this change so, what made this change in from being to who you are were now. to yeah. who you are now like what okay. made what made what, what, what turned that light on um all right so like Straight up, after, like, during high school, my parents my parents split up or whatever, so I was just living with my moms. And then in high school, I was kind of just doing my own thing. I didn't really fuck with nobody. Um, freshman year, whatever, we're throwing, I was throwing a lot of parties, you know what I'm saying? Just being that cool kid, um, handling that business, and then... Did your parents get mad when you threw all these yeah, parties? Yeah, my mom would get pissed, bro, but, sh- I mean... Britain! Yeah, with her South African accent or whatever. But anyways, long story short, I started kicking it with the wrong people. Yeah. Um... And I was hanging out, you know what I'm saying, doing the wrong things, making a lot of bread, you know what I'm saying, just stacking my papers, started missing school and stuff. Um, I eventually ended up, like, switching schools. Like, I ended up dropping out of New Braunfels High School. I went to uh, school of choice. I dropped out of there. I went to Premier. Finally graduated from Premier. Well, like, three weeks before I graduated, I was kind of running with some people and we're moving a lot of stuff and uh, got into some shit. And, like, it's all over the newspaper. I can talk about it now because it happened, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. But um, one of my homies ended up going and blowing some chick's car up, right? Because she owed him some money. And, like, I was running <laughs> with that crew, you know what I mean? So I was yeah. there. Um, like, allegedly, like, they had told me, like, yeah, whatever, when it happened, you were there. But since I was kicking it with him, like, at that time, I had got charged for that crime. Oh. So I got charged with um, second-degree felony arson of a vehicle. Um, and so, like, we all went to jail for that. All this stuff. How long did you go to jail for? So I was just in jail for like two days, and then I bonded out, and um, I was doing all my all my stuff, pretty much just talking to my lawyers, seeing what I could figure out, whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, the fact of the matter was that I wasn't actually on the scene of the crime. So like two years go by, whatever. I'm just praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, trying to take care of business, and um, I'm working, I'm working two jobs. I'm like, all right. So at this, and as this is happening to you, and as you're making this. I guess it, is this the transition? Time? Yeah, this okay. is my transition right here. What, I'm like, what's what's going through your head? Like, you knew you knew where you were at. First of all, you know you knew where you could go. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, there's one, there's there's two sides of the coin. One, you're you're gonna go free, or the other one, you're you're gonna get charged more. Mm-hmm. When you're going through that process, what's going through your head? Like, are you? And, and there's nothing wrong with this. Were you worried? Were you scared? Were you were you at, were you confident that it was going to go your way? Like, and at the same time, what kept you motivated to to not go back to those ways? Because some guys, and I know multiple of them, they're getting some trouble. They see the coin, but they still want the paper. They don't. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about that forty hour or whatever they got to do. They're worried about the paper more, and they don't care about the coin. You again transition time. What made you stay motivated and not go towards back that paper, and understand that you know the grass could be green on the other side? Like, well, the motivation comes back. It goes back to what you had said earlier. You were like, you can um, you can hustle and hustle and hustle. You know what I'm saying? But when you figure out that you can put that same energy into that one hustle into doing something necessarily maybe legal or to benefit you better aside from mm-hmm. per se selling drugs or doing yeah. whatever it is that we were doing. That's the idea that I had. So I was like, I can take all this energy because, like I told you, we were making a lot of money. We were making mm-hmm. a lot of moves. We were doing what we were doing and you know, taking care of business. Yeah. And that that was really that switch. I was like, okay, either I'm going to spend a lot of time locked up if I keep doing this or I need to put that time and that energy and that effort into yeah. doing something that's going to benefit me more. 
Yeah, yeah. And so even after that, I still like after that happened, I got a call from my lawyer who was like, "Hey, case is thrown out. Like, they didn't have enough evidence." Blah 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 blah. So I was acquitted of that. I wasn't even indicted or anything like that. So saying. after that, I was kind of like, okay, fell back into my ways a little bit more, and then we started kicking it more. He actually brought me in after that had happened. Like I had been completely pushed away from everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I was homeless. I was did, living in my car. Did you lose trust from those people, or you just yeah? Nobody you trusted literally me. pull yourself out of. I it. Yeah. I removed myself from the situation, and I everybody lost trust in me. They didn't mm-hmm. want nothing to do with me. They didn't want. I was, they they yeah. thought you were going to draw more. Yeah, exactly. More to attention them. to them, so yeah. I, I moved myself away from the situation, and then that's when we kind of fell into more contact, and uh, it just kind of happened overnight. I started kicking it with him, and just kind of didn't leave his house. Yeah, like we were you said you're living. You were living out yeah. of your car. Yeah, well. Um, my first time ever, like I said, I was by myself, everything like that. Yeah. And, uh, um, I got a job over at Walmart Distribution Center mm-hmm. and I only worked there for a year. On my year mark, I said, fuck this and left. But during that time, like, I got that job because my brother wanted to, uh, to move out. My mom didn't want him to leave and go by himself. She was mm-hmm. worried. So she asked me if I would go with him. Yeah. And I just got this job, so she knew I'd be able to handle it. Yeah. And I was like, you yeah. know what? Fuck it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So me and my brother moved out, and we get this little uh, trailer in uh, songs. Okay. And, and yeah, you're, you're off a wall road or what? Uh, no, see, I don't know. It's the, straight off forty two. Okay, this is yeah, right, right, right behind the uh, the Beulah shit, yeah, right yeah, next yeah, to right to, to Ingram. Yep. Yeah, ready, bro. Yeah. Right there, man. And uh, that's kind of where like. I would say is whenever I got my experience, like you said earlier, uh, you have those people that are just like seeing the people that are hustling and grinding and mm-hmm. want to know what that is mm-hmm. and how to do that. Like that's when my transition started right there. You saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of things, but I never bit more than I could chew. Like As in like they're, 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 their grind, they're, what they were doing, they're, how they were making yeah. it work, just the business of it. Like I'm The straight way. Yeah. The straight way of making money. How no. I... Yeah, I saw the good in the <laughs> okay. I got the you. thing is, like, I saw the I, saw the, I saw the the drive and the direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't care about what was going on. I didn't care about what they were doing. The consequences. I just anything. saw the potential, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Hmm, I could do that, or I could yeah. at least apply that into something." Correct. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so this fool one night comes over for a party, and like I said, at this point, we were already like with each other for the most part yeah and uh my brother had kind of like forgiven him for whatever bullshit drama it was between them um how so how was that like was when you when you're coming back when you're coming to hang out was okay okay he broke up with his girl and i went in there right afterwards yeah right after that he got i mean they, so we we no, knocked it out that's that's yeah that's, that's already yeah, yeah that's already yeah, yeah, that's already yeah like they already discussed that like but we yeah. weren't cool like i didn't fuck with him he didn't fuck with me like we just like you know what i'm saying it was like that now he does yeah. all my tattoos type shit yeah. you know what i'm saying oh hell yeah yeah like now we're all close we're all real tight but uh so yeah, we're there in the trailer, and this fool comes over with his bro, uh, Soldier, which is like his older brother. You know, that's okay. who he was rocking with from day one. Okay. And uh, we all just kind of were hanging out, bullshit. Well, Soldier liked to rap, so me being like at that point in time, like I was like getting into music and stuff. Uh, we just all night stay up all night. You know, so they never went home. Cause we so you're making up. music or y'all just flowing? Bullshit. Just we're bullshit. Right. Anything that had to do with music. Anything we that had, had to do with music. Time on our hands. Bro, we're beating the shit out the table, freestyling. We're over here like, 
everything yeah. you can think of that you know. That's like, how my pack and my seal came out. Oh SoundCloud. yeah, that's how. Yeah, my pack and my seal. Like people don't know. Right like, that okay, so studios. yeah. So baby rock, like that's when baby rock started. Okay. Okay. And so, this was three years ago. This was three years ago. This so, was three years me, ago. Today. Let me just draw this picture. So you're hanging out. You're starting this like group of just hanging out. All of a sudden, you're all tend to like music, and then you're just doing regular shit like. You know, well, we were like all music. hanging out like because, yeah, yeah, okay. we were all hanging out, time, we man. got along because of the music, music, you know what I'm saying, music yeah. is a bonding tool, like, it Correct. is, oh, so, and at the time in my personal world, like, me and my friends were going through the differences because I was involved with this bad Apple, him, Bez, you know, yeah, yeah. and so my friends they didn't, didn't like, like they didn't like that like. shit, like, they didn't want to come over, they didn't trust him, the, this and third, all the reasons, you know, I can go into it, but yeah. regardless, Long story short, with my friends, like, I had to remove myself from them because they judged the hell out of me at that point in time. And I just, I didn't, I didn't want to argue with them about it. I didn't want to be questioned about it. I didn't want anybody's opinion. I didn't care. I was just like, you know, I'm going to do what I'm doing yeah. and hang out who I want to hang out with. And that's that. Like, leave me alone. And so then at that time, like, we were all just kicking it do constantly. You, now, that's a good thing, though, because a lot of things that I... I'm act, I actually went through that too. Yeah. Like I've my closest friend who probably will listen to this episode too. I separated myself from him. Yeah. He got pissed. I mean, he got extremely Yeah, my my, my other brother, I, I consider him a brother, mm-hmm. the same thing. And he's and I'm I'm his his son's godfather, you know what I mean? And I told him and his wife like, you know, I got to separate myself from you only because I need to go better myself. He got pissed and he saw it in a different way, but now, like, man, we can we hung out like maybe three weeks sees ago. How good you're doing. Mm-hmm. We're kind of good, and he sees how good I'm doing, so he kind of maybe understood that. And even now, it's not the fact my lifestyle is a lot different. When I was with my girls, it's like, okay, what can I do on the weekend with my girl and whoever else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that it wasn't like that, it's like I'm partying. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm doing my thing. I'm having fun. I, I grind throughout the week, and I'm gonna go have fun, but. People don't understand that you literally have to separate yourself from somebody because they drag you down. Mm-hmm. They will drag you down. The worst is another significant other that you're not having fun with, that they're not letting you do your thing. Like that's where you really got to pull yourself away from. But that's really that's good that you didn't realize that. Um, and then also, do you regret miss like okay, you know where you're at now, but you might miss that relationship that you had with those people. Do you regret that? Because you wish you could have built that relationship to where they can see where you're at now, or you're you're fine with just letting it go because of where you're at now. It's it's rough thinking. Uh, you know what I nah, mean? I, I do I do regret that, and just because I know that I, now I know I could have made it happen. Back then I yeah. was scared. You know, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. Bro. Yeah. Like I graduated at the last hour of high school, yeah. and I had to cheat to do it. <laughs> Straight <laughs> yeah, up, yeah. like. I was just that dude. Like my parents yeah. told me straight up, like you know, do college you might do. not be for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just kept it real with me. And, yeah. Like I love yeah. them for that. Like my parents are the greatest. Don't get me wrong. Like my parents are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But they were just being real with me. And so at that point, like man, I didn't want to hear nobody's opinion. Yeah. I didn't. So yeah. I just did what I wanted to do. Me and these guys started rocking with each other. Started getting bread. I, you know. So no regrets, really. No. Yeah. No regrets of what I did, but I regret. Doing it the way I did it, got because you. I, got you. I did. I, got you. I did lose time with you. those friends. Yeah, and it's it's hard to bring that relationship and back. You, and you're young, man. I, yeah. I I was friends with a lot of guys in high school, 
We lost communication for five, six years, and now I'm cool with them. Like, yeah. nothing even happened. Yeah, we still talk. And, like, and we, sometimes it takes both mindsets to mm-hmm. understand that before that comes together. So Yeah, we're all cool now. I mean, we still hang here and there. Yeah. I try and, I try and see them as much as I can, but we work so much. That's mm-hmm. about us. We work a lot. So, yeah. going back real quick uh, to <laughs> hype. So, this is going down. You're, you're very disliked. And like you said, you made your transition. So, y'all meet each other. Y'all build this up, right? So, what's y'all's place in Baby Rock Management? Like, what is it y'all do? So, I, I mean, from my understanding, are the promoters as well, correct? Well, Joe uh, manages a promotion team. It's so hard to really label what we are or what we do. Yeah, okay. we do a lot. So, yeah. let me ask you this. If somebody comes to you and is like, okay, hey, I heard Baby Rock. What is it that you do for Baby Rock? We are Baby Rock. I'm being real, man. It's a hard question to answer. We do everything. Like, okay, so... I say entertainment and marketing management. No, yeah, no, yeah, okay. That's to say the least, yeah. like really just yeah. yeah. And then I just leave it at that, and I don't bear to explain the rest. Yeah, because you, know? you never want to share. And, but you, you don't. But when um, this is major, for instance, say you walk in a building and Jay Z's there. Yeah. Right, and he's like, "Hey, I heard a Baby Rock manager. What does he do for Baby Rock manager?" Yeah. Well, right. it's kind of hard to explain. But if you go straight at it, oh, I do marketing and boom. and that right okay, there cool. and that right yeah. there is something that we've realized that exact moment is something that we want to prepare ourselves for yeah. and avoid. Yeah. So we are like in the steps of professionalizing everything that we are doing. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, like back in the day, that's when Baby Rock started, and today is four, three years later, and now is the first time Baby Rock's coming back out. Yeah, and. On now, big, yeah, on a big, big level. level, okay, and it's really just to like do what we started out, yeah. what we set out, the promise that we made to each other, which was, you know, we're gonna do this. Like, yeah, my brother uh, got a job offer to go to Arizona to be a tattoo artist over there, and at that time, I had a couple months left, like four months left on my lease. Yeah, and he was scared to leave because he didn't want me well, on my, my own. He knew what I was up to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he was just scared for me, and um, I was scared, but I was like, you know, fuck it, like I'm not gonna sit here. And be the reason why my brother didn't yeah. do his dream. Yeah. Because yep. that was That's his true. dream. Yeah. And so whenever we had this conversation, it was just one morning we woke up and like we had a whole conversation. And at that moment I had an epiphany. And I was like, this is what I want to do with myself. Yeah. Called up the guys. They came over. Chopped it up. I told them, look, I want to do this. My brother's leaving. Like, I'm going to put myself into this. Are y'all down? Yeah. And, you know, both and, of them you were know what? That, and, and I can... If if I were if you were explaining a movie to me, this is where it goes back to it. It was just like that first time y'all hung out when your back was was against the wall. Whenever he showed up, you're just sitting back watching what's going on. Compare those two differences there, like that moment, and compare that moment when you got up and that fire started. Yeah. That fire in your head was like, "This is what I want to do. This is what what I'm going to do." There's so many people that get that. So many people that get that, and they don't go with it. They're just like. That ain't gonna happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So <clears throat> it's crazy to hear that those two sides were going. So as you're getting this fire going, you're getting these guys going. Um, there wasn't really was there. Did you have to talk them into it, or they just believed no, he you? Was no. down. Well, no. He was like, he literally sat us down. He was like, all right, look, listen, y'all are fucking off. Y'all are making money, whatever. I'm sick and tired of my job. I want to pursue this music. My brother's leaving. We've got two options. Either we're going to go 100% or we're just going to go our separate yeah. ways. Like, it was either one or the other. So, we're like, we're 100% with you. And then that's when we dropped that song, My Pack and Seal. So, it had originally started as we were just going to rap. I wasn't even rapping at the time. 
I got on the song. So we did this song, and we're like, okay, this is the start of it. Started making music. Then we started making music, like, with Nick Lawrence. And then he started managing him as an artist, you know what I'm saying? Started, yeah. And so that's how it kind of got into more management than actually making music. We, we saw the other, other side to it. Everybody's making music. Yeah, we love this shit, but... What can we do to help other people that, sure. that we feel like really do have that drive yeah. and that, you know what I'm saying, that ambition to do it? Well, we can use our hustling skills and our yeah. mentality of how to make money and put it in that. So that's how so we... So basically, you're bringing the canvas and the, and the tools and they're, paint, they're painting the pictures. Exactly. You're, yeah. You're, 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 you're creating the stage and they're yeah. just getting on to perform. Like, I've always been the type where, like, I just like to help people, man. Like, it's that simple. There's, yeah. there's no more to it. No more, no less. Like, I just like to help people. We're all so, for the money. In your, in your industry, you're, you're yeah. wanting to help yeah. people. Yeah, it's got to make sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, business-wise, don't get me wrong. Like, don't take my kindness for weakness. Like, it's got to make sense. You know, the numbers got to be there, whatever, whatever. Like, you're not going to get one on me. You're just not. Yeah. But from the core, is like, I wanted to help people. Yeah. I wanted to see my people do great. And yeah. so, like, I took everybody that I saw something in that day and through my journey and through my time and who yeah. I've seen, like, really work. Yeah. And, like, I'm there. Like, I'm there that's to help right. you. Like, I'm there to work for you. And There's people that know that. And that's why, like, now I manage as many people as I do. Yeah. And, and I see met, that, yeah. that hustle and it makes you want to work. And that's what I tell a lot of people is, like, people that are bosses or, or, or managers, it's like you have a reason to get your ass up every morning. Like that's your that's your reason your title itself you got to go run that company you got to go run that store you got to go run that whatever that office that yeah. you're in you know what i mean yeah you can't be like and, oh i'm the manager correct. i'm asleep exactly yeah. and a lot of people take that for granted you know and i'm not gonna lie when i, I used to fucking manage a jersey mike shop and I, shit, yeah bro. oh yeah and i used to sit back and be like ah you know i can do that later and that made me realize like no you gotta do shit now yeah and my, my wrestling and with my basketball, like, nobody... That was a dream, too. I got up one day, and... Well, wrestling, the, the guys back in the day had already created it. So they started in 99. I think I took over, like, in 2002 or something like that, because they were doing it through high school. But they were going behind backyards and shit. I'm like, no, if I take this, we're going to fucking bars, and we're going to big venues. Yeah. And nobody believed that we do it, and I'm just like, dude, fuck that. That's what I want to do, so exactly. I did it. And the same with the basketball thing. I've been coaching basketball for 15 years, Started personal training kids four years in, so I've been doing it for 10 years, you know, 11 years now. And I could have sat back and been like, man, it would have been awesome if I would have got a group of kids together and trained them and build teams. And what you're doing. Them. But you're freaking doing it, and you build that fire. And, man, there's some days where I bring up an idea, I just write them down. And when it comes to that moment, I wrote that shit down. Okay, let me see how I figure that out. And then you just put it out there, and that's where you get going. So with the guys that y'all have right at the time when you got started – you said there was four? There's just us three. Three. Really. So well, him and Soldier. So, yeah. Soldier. Okay, Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, so yeah. Soldier got married. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they took him away. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, he's... he's so how old is Soldier, though? He's 23. 23, 23 and married. Yeah, this girl better be amazing. Three kids? Yeah. Three kids? Yeah. Three kids like a Damn, motherfucker. Damn, he popped him out like a bag of Skittles, bro. Damn, yeah. bro. Like, we so love that for him. I mean, that's good, though. Yeah, no, We're still doing everything we can for him. Like I said, he's still going to be on our South by Southwest stage. Um, for the show that we're throwing during South by Southwest at mm -hmm. Club Agave on March 15th. Yeah, we're so going to talk about that here in a second, He's too. still going to be on that, and... Um, so he's still so a close still home boy. Him, but, man, he's just, like, a little more distant than, like, we really started this together. Oh, boy, went and fell in love, got her pregnant, and... You know what I'm saying? It That's is good, though. So in, in some ways, him, what's cool about that, if he listens to this, Soldier can look at it like, man, I got kids I got to take care of. Yeah, you know, I gotta do this so like his grind might be a little bit more harder. That's what I was saying. And he might like, push a little bit harder to want to make this yeah, actually become. We're true hard, look, like we're hard on him, 
Because we love him. Like, exactly. We keep it real with him, but we respect him. Like, that nigga's in a position. Like, yeah. yeah. He's got to handle his business. What are you going to do but about he's it? Doing yeah. it. He's doing it. He's still doing, doing what he's got to do. Like, dude, and that's, all power to him. If it takes yeah. him a little while longer, okay, but we're his brothers. Like, we got love for him. We're not going to sit here and just turn our back to him. Yeah. We're going to help him as much as we can. Like, and, that, and, and he knows that. Like, mm-hmm. he knows that. He, like, you know what I'm saying? And I have homeboys that are like that too. I got to go. I'm not going to lie. It's like you're almost holding their hand, but but the one thing is because you know that there's potential in him, but he he may not see it, or he just hasn't made the routine to points where he knows he can make it all happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every life's a routine. The more you can make it a better routine, but better yourself in your routine, the more you're gonna get better in life. Yeah. So that's a, that's pretty much what you're kind of there to help him lead. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's almost like he has to show up first. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, yeah, I have yeah. a hard time leaving like. Like yeah, that's good. That, that's not a bad habit to have. Like I said, um, going back to brothers, my brother, man, like he had a lot of friends, but they party and knock them out, and they wouldn't come back. Yeah. Like I grew up seeing that shit, and um, now, like of course, he's older, he's wiser, and he like, man, I'm sure in his head, we've never really had that conversation, but I'm sure in his head, he's like, man, I had some good friends and I lost them because you know alcohol, yeah. because you know he was dumb and young. Yeah, but man. you know, so that's cool that y'all do that though. That's badass. They all keep them around and, and still keep them in the circle of, of what it is. Mm-hmm. So real quick, um, as we're getting going, um, but we're about to hit the top of the hour here, heads up. Yeah. We're about to hit the hour. If we do, we'll go over a little bit more, maybe about an extra 20 minutes, because I, I want to go over a couple more things. So you talk about, he like, Soldier's still doing it. Like he, he's, he, I'm sure he works still a day working. job. He's still in the studio. He, and I called him yesterday. He's like, I'm in the studio. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. He's in the studio still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And still has a day job. Still has a day. That boy so, works from... Eight o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night. Yeah, every day, and then gets his getting to yeah, the studio. Yeah, and then he's got three kids, and still hits the studio, and still takes care of his wife, and still pays the bills. Damn, you know dude, that's badass. So, but the least leading to that is, do y'all have day jobs? Like, do y'all do something during the day, or do y'all kind of we just really work on this? I mean, we tried <laughs> having jobs. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, it, bro. Doesn't. it just doesn't, it doesn't work, man. Yeah. We're, like, we're those people where it's like, if we don't put ourselves in the position, if we make the time to just be there <clears> and bump into you, and like, you know. Just be in the mix. Like, mm-hmm. it's better. We're, we're going to get more done than being at fucking work. Yeah. No, it's true. It just is what it is. We yeah. make more money not at work. Yeah. Like, setting up and, these shows and mm-hmm. managing these artists and taking our percentages. And, and it's hard. Like, me coming from a military family, like, my dad being, you know, the man he is and my mom's in the What race. does he think about you doing this? Bro, so, yeah. it took a while, man. It took a while uh, for him to really, like, kind of, like, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, honestly, like, I feel like my dad, like, Sees the drive in me and he respects it and he believes that I can do something with it. Yeah. But he wants to see it already, you know? Yeah. So he's like on me as far as like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Do it. Like, you've been you've been doing it this long. Oh, like, come man. on, why aren't Don't you Don't just there give yet? up on it now. Yeah, yeah. You he's like, you've already you. wasted this time. Like, why not? That's how I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. And my mom's always been there for me. Like, shout out to my mom. Like, she's had my back since day one. She'll not let me fall. Like, yeah, that's about us. She's always had me. So Got a support for, them, for them, yeah, for them to allow me to keep chasing this dream mm-hmm. and like not have a job. And they told me, you know, Hey, you can come back after my brother, um, left, left and that lease was up. I went home. We went our separate ways for, there was a time where me and Bez stopped hanging out with each other. Cause we were like, all right, we need to figure out what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like we need to get our bread together, figure out our direction. And then we're going to like, make that happen so during that time like i said i went home and my parents just said stay out of trouble with the law and you can stay here yeah so yeah. simple like that was that and we just kind of got our bread up and then joined back up and started going yeah has, um, has your dad ever because again military fathers they're pretty hard i mean i would want to yeah. say so 
and I see a lot of my friends because they have them. But has your dad ever told you he's proud of you? Like, I mean, um, he just kind of just always respected your grind. Like, I don't necessarily recall my dad ever telling me he was proud of me. Um, do you for, think for this specifically? Exactly. Um, but of course, my father's been, you know, he's been proud of me and supported correct, me and everything correct. I've ever done. Correct. Um, but now, do you I, take that? I mean, I'm, and I don't mean to like bring no, this up good, and make you good. think that way, no, but like, good. does that for him to for him to tell you that would that like would that yeah. like, be something strong for you? And yeah, you, it, it feels you at know, the like, end of the day, man. My goal, like I said, I'm very behind the scene, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm quiet, like, correct, for the most part. Um, Cause I'm behind the scene, man. I don't do it for the pat on the back. I don't do it for any of that shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing it to prove a point that I go. can do this. Like, there you go. To prove everybody wrong. To prove the people that I told you I got you that I did get. Like I put you where I told you I was gonna put you. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why I do that. So for me to hear him or anybody else really tell me, hey, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I I appreciate it, but it's nothing that I need necessarily need. Need. Okay. That's cool. But man. I greatly appreciate it. No, that's good it. because some people and people that are probably going to be hearing this too, uh, I have a lot of people that grind, man. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of things like that. Uh, a lot of people that are building their own businesses. And that I hear that in a lot of their stories. Like, man, like I didn't get that, that, that feel from my parents or I didn't get that I'm proud of you, son, from your dad or proud of you, you know, daughter or whatever. Um, I didn't get that. I mean, well, my, dad, I, I did, my dad always, my dad put me into wrestling, but he, he, he and he kind of sits back. He's like, you know, he's kind of window shopping. Like he sees what's in there and he's, he sees what's going on. He'll see what happens. But he's never going to walk in the store. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just loves the window shop. So whenever I started getting my wrestling going, um, and he finally started coming, like, come on, dad, you're watching wrestling every Monday and Thursday on TV once a month on a Sunday, like, you can't come to one show that I'm I'm doing, your son's doing, and I would think that, and that was kind of like my push, like, is it not good enough yet? Like, why are you not coming? I don't understand this. You're the reason why we're watching wrestling. And my brother's a wrestler, too, so I had to get that in my mind and figure that out, but I'm going to cut this off. Oh, no, we got to go on still, but yeah, so I would, it wouldn't hurt me, but it pushed me, mm-hmm. like, how much do I have to fucking grind? For you to be like, to I'm it. proud of you, blah, blah, blah. And it took a little while. He's told me a couple of times, like, you know, hey, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing now. But my dad never, my parents were, were my mom loves me. I mean, don't get me wrong. My mom loves this show's emotion, but my dad really never showed us emotion. I think when we got to, like, maybe 10 or 12, he stopped showing that type of, like, love, affection, yeah. you know. So that's how I kind of grew up with it. And that's why I ask a lot of people whenever like especially military because they're so strong-minded you know what i mean yeah like you got to do this yeah. you got to do that my so father's I was just curious number, about my that. father's number one thing was never be a burden on society he would never allow me or my brother to be a burden on society that's that's, that's awesome man. that's all did he give, give you a lot of knowledge man yeah, yeah. yeah. my, my father's a very smart man that's awesome man that's awesome yeah his he's actually he's the real joe daniel oh really yeah uh my real name like i said like is something different but yeah his name his name is what i like did this for like Joe Daniels comes from him yeah. Joe Daniels Solis that's awesome man see that's good to have a backstory on it you know they yeah. call me J-Rock for basketball reasons and yeah. wrestling reasons but you know it's good to have that backstory for what you name it like I'm getting I'm starting my production um, next week I mean next month and I was been trying to figure out a name, but I'm gonna call it Top Button Production because every time yeah, I wear names are Apollo, <laughs> I always do my top button. Like Hell nobody yeah. really wears that top button; they always wear the two or that one. But I, I always wear that top button, so I was like Top Button. There production. you go, that's nice. You know what I mean? So it's just things like, like that. You, you have find a those names. Color or yeah. yeah. So we we got this to go in. Y'all y'all finally got it. You know, y'all's, y'all's your group kind of going. You're, you're building, um, and now we're working towards 
South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. This is your first show, your first so big show. What we did is, um, I told him he's been working with a promo team, Savage Promo, for what two years now, a year now. Yeah, uh, during that time we were apart. Like I said, we we're doing our own thing. I was a Savage Promo. Where's Savage Promo from? San Marcos. Uh, okay. It's ran by uh, King Savage, is a buddy of mine I bumped into uh, through an ex girlfriend of mine. Um, that's me and him been going hard for like two, three years. How long has King Savage had his name? Uh, since the day I met him, really. Yeah. Honestly, like, how long I, is that? I just always known him. Like, I know his real name, but two like, years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I, mean, I don't know how long. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. I'm, how a, long I'm a Logan Paul me. fan, and King, King the King. What is it? Kong the Savage. Oh. His damn dog. Like, he has like an Instagram. He has like so many followers. Oh, really? So Kong the Savage. Oh. It's probably no. out there. I don't know if you know. I know that. No. Uh-huh. But his dog is popular. Shit. He has like way. He has like more Instagram followers than like. Some of these, like, Dude, my dog has more Instagram so, followers than me. So, what's your, what, have you seen your dog on Snapchat? What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Ellie. Ellie? Yeah, okay. Ellie the Malinois. She's a Belgian Malinois. She's 13 weeks old. That's how awesome, She's man. live, bro. She's live. So, going back, so, so you yeah, met so, these guys from San Marcos. You guys yeah, yeah. Well, it was just Savage. King, you know? King the Savage, right? King no, Savage. Yeah, King Savage. King Savage. Yeah, and so it's, we started uh, working together to build Savage promo and bookings. He's now. Uh, Booking agent. He started off as a DJ. Gotcha. Got into promo work, club work, stuff like that. So that's where my you started managing comes from. him as a DJ before he. Yeah, like I managed him as like he came to me one day and asked me to manage him after a meeting, mm-hmm. and then um, from there he became you know we just threw parties like hella parties like uh, house parties. You know we bring out like uh, Asher Ross showed up at a party one time. Uh, we brought we. Um, Chapo, we we did work with. We just did one with Cap G. We did work with DJ Esco, Kirko Bangs. Like we've yeah. we've worked with a lot of artists. Kirko's badass, man. Yeah, there's there's I some like more Kirko. in there that he's I can't remember. Uh, Savage himself, he, up yeah. Up sometimes, but yeah. yeah, he's a good business. Savage man. himself, he's worked uh, with Migos and Beat King uh, over there in Houston at an event. Like you know, what I'm saying like Savage is he's really been on his game. Like yeah. that's that's my boy, and uh, awesome. I've been managing him since he was a DJ. Now he's an official booking agent. There you um, go. And uh, he's still yeah. at it. Is he still at his? Uh, yeah, we're still located in San Marcos. San Marcos uh, yeah. We're we're looking to hopefully this year, uh, pretty much go to the next level with with that. And that's like I said, that's where my experience came from. Um, so while Bez was over here doing his grind, talking about oh I'm gonna get this money, mm-hmm. you always talking about you're doing this, you're doing this. I'm gonna see if you can really do it type shit. You know, it was mm-hmm. always a joke between us. So, kind of. I didn't really take him serious. Yeah. And then. He came to me a few months ago, not even, and was just like, hey, guess what? And I was like, what? He's like, you remember I told you about the, that money I was going to give you? I was like, yeah. And he's like, I got it. And he showed, <laughs> showed it to me. I was just like, man, did for real? You did your part. You did your part. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, And then now that's where we're at and today. it's not cheap to throw on these events. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're at today. So, like, we're that's now throwing our first event together, like Baby yeah. Rock coming That's back. where Baby Rock's coming South from. By, yeah, South by, yeah, South by Southwest, March 15th, Club Agave. We booked King Kali, Blake, Kenny G, Third Coast Mob, Late Night Mafia, Young Bambi, Mona Lisa Music Damn. Group. Yeah. All the, all yeah, the good name locals that are out here grinding, going hard. Um, that's like that's the, the thing about it. Yeah. One of my goals in the very beginning of this was, like I told you, bring everybody together. Yeah, I learned the game. I learned the the underground game, the rap game out here and the scene. And I respect everybody. I'm cool yeah. with everybody for the most part. And my goal has always been to bring them together under one night, one show, and yeah. it's finally like build possible building good relationships. Yes, and that's another thing that people don't understand is like mm-hmm. 
you may not like somebody, and mm-hmm. I'm pointing at I'm pointing at hype over here. <laughs> you may not like somebody at a point, but you see something in them, and you just want to hope that maybe you can make something work out of it. Yeah. Some of these wrestlers, man, the wrestling community is the worst community I've ever seen. I mean, like industry <laughs> rap, because they have egos. It's like so it's like rappers, have, it, and don't get me wrong, that's great. But when you're wrestling five times a night, oh. and then people are like coming to you and like rappers are a little different. They usually have a uh, um, an entourage, yeah. right? Like they usually have like three, four guys around them. Wrestlers, you're more by yourself unless you have a tag team partner or a manager. A lot of these local wrestlers or out of San Antonio stuff, they're all by themselves. So when they go and hear something, it's from another guy, from another promoter, from okay. this big name guy, and whatever they <clears throat> feed in, they literally let it sink. They don't let it go one out year out the other. They let it sink, and when somebody tells them they're the shit, oh man, that chest is out like a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they go with it. And don't get me wrong, that's the whole industry, but sometimes that on and off switch doesn't know how to turn it and turn off. And they, that son of a bitch is like Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. that bitch doesn't get turned off. So that's why some of these assholes become assholes. And then they make other companies look bad when they're still wanting to go and work for them later on. And it's like, because they see big things. And that's where we're at. I, we got to a point where, like, okay, there's nothing but these backyarders coming. They don't know how to fucking wrestle. And after a while, I had to know that transition. It's like, y'all, you know who your two, three rappers are. But eventually, you got to bring in these big names. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, Cap G and, like, you know... Um, Kirko and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where I started going to find the bigger name Texas wrestlers and all the guys that were talking shit from the beginning. I'm bringing in guys from Lucha Underground. I brought in Jinder Mahal, who was a WWE champion last year. And we brought those guys in and they're like, hey, can we come back? Like, oh man, all the shit that I talked, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I didn't mean to say all that. Like, motherfucker, like, you got to learn from that. So some of those guys I never brought back. You know what I mean? But again, you see that relationship. You see those the way that they work in the business, and you're just like, man, fuck these guys sometimes. But they don't understand that you build those good relationships because later on you don't know where that road's taking you. Exactly. You might hit a motherfucking turnaround and have to come back. Yep. You know, and you know, I know I-35 is long. It's just like you look at life like that, going from one side of Texas to the other. If you look at it that, hey, there you go, I-35 at that too. You look at it that way, that fucking road's long. You know what I mean? And yeah. people try to think that the roadblock means like, you know, let's bust straight through it. No, there's a roadblock for a reason. Somebody's putting you through that. God's putting you that through that for a reason, and you need to figure that out. If you just zoom straight through it, you're not going to know how to do it the next time. You know what I mean? Things like that. So yeah. those relationships you got to build. All the entrepreneurs that I listen to, all the motivational speakers that I listen to, relationships is what gets you going. Mm-hmm. And you Braunfels, and y'all may know this by now. If not, you're going to know this when you get older and want to start running big shows here. It's all about who the fuck you know. Yeah, yeah, plain and simple. Yeah, it's we all behind. Yeah, we've realized this year that a lot of the people that we thought were uh, a certain way mm-hmm. are honestly, bro, they're just bitches. Yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, if they got money, yeah. they're on top of the world. Yeah, like I'm not, you know, like it just is what it is. We've experienced a lot of different things mm-hmm. with people, and it's just, mm, I mean, we're out here too. Yeah, I'll say exactly. That. We're yeah. out here too. Yeah, and you got to show that. You got to show that. We're gonna make we're, that. We're on our last minute of this first part. I'm gonna add a second part because again, we're not done yet. I, I maybe about another 15 minutes. So, um, real quick, what I got? I'm gonna ask y'all quick, like three quick questions. All right, real quick, big or pop? I just said big. Pop. Yeah. Ooh, a little difference there. <laughs> hey. yeah. uh, Jay Z or um, J Cole? Jay Z. Jay Z. Oh man, I love this difference here. 
Uh, okay, I'm gonna go a little wrestling on you. Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior? Hulk. Hulk. Hulk Hogan. Hey. Yeah. Rock, so we can always agree on something. Right. Hey, but if I had to go, be fucking Shawn Michaels. Yeah, hey, that was that's my outside favorite. Yeah, yeah. Last one, real quick. Uh, Rock or John Cena? The Rock. The Rock. I had to go with The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Pepsi or Coke? Coke. 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 I hate Pepsi. Fuck yeah. Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi. I don't think I've ever really liked McDonald's it. or Burger King. Burger oh, King. McDonald's. Burger I hate King. Burger King. I fuck with Burger King because I ate it when I was a kid with my dad. Yeah. Big Burger All right, let's try. All right, people, we are back for part two. Thanks for listening through. Got that first hour. I'm already, I've, I've been feeling great, interested in this whole thing. I hope you've been listening and interested. And if you're clicking part two, then you are. So, but we're going to lead into our next spot. So, Joe Daniels, we want to talk about a little about your artists. Is there some top artists that you have that we need to be looking out for? Some some, some people that are going to be popping up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I manage uh, this group called Late Night Mafia uh, with Stephen King and Nick Lawrence. Um also got uh, got Steven Jets. Uh, he's a local videographer. He's uh, he's out here. I need uh, to talk to that yeah, guy. Soon. He's really out here uh, grinding hard, bro. He's been at it. Um, it's another guy that uh, you know I'm helping him with his booking and management and stuff. Um, other than that, uh, I kind of, in a way, as funny as it sounds, uh, I would say advise more than manage, but I kind of advise Bez himself as. Uh, what it is that he's trying to become. Yeah. Um, we work very close next to each other, but at the same time, like, I am helping him build this image that he wants to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's good, Not though. to, not to good, like, though. sell him short at all because there's a lot more to him. And, and let me ask you that. Um, uh, knowing that you're working towards that, like, you have to have a certain, like, um, and it's not even really a mindset. It's more of, like, a... Impression. Yeah, like almost allowing somebody to work for you in some ways. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but some people need to like be able to sit back and understand that. Like, I said, trust he has the best intention for me. Like, sit the fuck back and let somebody do something for you instead of always wanting, you know how people say, like, if you want something done, you do it yourself. Like, shit like that. But in this type of situation, you like, like, how do you feel like sitting back and letting him do his work? Of course, you trust him. Yeah. But like, is there. And I'm not trying to call make you call him out or anything, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, as, as as being in this type of industry, you have to like trust somebody that they're gonna do that for you. So when I when he told you that, or when y'all came to that agreement, like like where does that put you? Like, do you just sit back and wait, or do you still kind of jab every now and then to kind of get in? Everything that obviously me, yeah, I'm a very like fidgety like type person. I'm always moving, moving so I'm yeah, always gonna try yeah. to be doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put my input on a lot of different things. He might give me an idea and be like, hey, wear these shoes with that belt and that hat. And I'd be like, well, what if I just didn't wear this hat? You know what I'm saying? But he's like, at the end of the day, I'll get to the club and I'll be like, well, damn, I wish I was wearing that hat, you know, because he already knew what was going to happen. So I just kind of have to trust the fact that he does have the best intention for me. And in this business and knowing what he's done and what he's accomplished and what I'm working towards is what he has already been through. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So anything that he says, really, I'm just kind of like, that goes. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's never let me down until the day he does. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put 100% faith and effort into whatever that he says to get me yeah. where I need to be because I know that if I'm not succeeding, he might not be succeeding. If he's not succeeding, I might not be succeeding. If I'm being yeah. brought down, he's being brought down. So we work together. We have to do everything for our best intention. So I'm not yeah. going to tell him something that's going to bring him down. He's not going to tell me something that's going to bring me down at the yeah. end of the day. It's with the best intention, yeah. so I have to go with that with confidence and mm-hmm. run with it as hard as I can. And even if it might look, make me look bad, 
me being as confident as I am, we make it work every time, yeah. no matter what. And and it's almost like again, it's like a pride thing. Um, like even with myself, like um, I know where I'm at with basketball. I don't think I know it all. I I still would love help. I still love mentors that I have around me. But um, in this, both industries that we're all in, or I would say three because I'm in two, um, you have to be able to take in that criticism, information. Again, let let some of it needs to go out one year or the other, and some of mm-hmm. it needs to actually sink. So with that being said, like you you have his like he you have all his responsibilities in some ways. Mm-hmm. So far, you're responsible for me. Yeah. So yeah, are your other is. artists? Do they feel the same way, so, or are you yeah, just kind of taking hype so, in that type of way? My management is actually very personal. Um, that's something that everybody that calls okay. So I never I never claim being your manager. Okay. Everybody that I manage has came to me and asked me to be their manager. And whether I've done it or not is off the strength of do I see it in you? Correct. Do I really like believe in you and fuck with you on that? Do I want to invest? Do I want to invest my time into you? Because Mm -hmm. I know what I'm capable of. Correct. I know what you're capable of. Is it worth it for me to do it or not? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and be that guy that promises you the world. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to show you. Yeah. I mean, and I tell them this. I tell everybody this. That works with me on that level that I do manage now. Yeah. Um, they've heard it a bunch of times. I'm gonna give you the option. I'm gonna give you the opportunity. I'm gonna hit you with the assist, and if you capitalize, you capitalize. If you don't, don't expect me to sit there and keep giving you opportunity. Yeah. You know, and yeah. my patience has run thinner as I've gotten more into this. Yeah. But you know that just comes with the game. Because mm-hmm. um, you just learn a lot. It is a Shark Tank out here. Yeah. But yeah, like my management is very personal. So like, like I said, um. Me and him are like we're brothers. Like we work together yeah. to reach a goal. Um, Savage King Savage. Uh, me and him. He's actually one of my fastest growing uh, people that I do manage. You know, yeah. he started from a DJ, and two years later, he's got a successful promo uh, company that I help him manage. Nice. And uh, he's an official booking agent. You know, like it, that's that's what it goes to. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like, we're still there. We're brothers. Like we work together. Like. To reach a goal, but I work to better him. Yeah. But he respects and me and listens to me and gives me my place, you know? Mm-hmm. And I give him his. And that's how it is with everybody. Late Night Mafia, too. Um, Nick Lawrence, um, we grew up just, we grew up together, kind of. We've known yeah. each other since the fifth grade. Um, around high school, I stopped doing football and sports, so nobody really fucked with me, like, that I used to fuck with in yeah. football and stuff. Um, so I got a whole new group of friends and mm-hmm. peers, and... Uh, we just knew of each other. Well, when I graduated, remember I said that I like ended up hanging out with that one friend. Yeah. Uh, and then like he came in, and then I linked up with a couple other friends. Well, Nick was one of those people. Okay. And I hadn't seen him in forever. Well, little did I know this dude rapped. Mm-hmm. Man, he fucking kills it. He's always <laughs> he's killed it. Savage. He's a savage, bro. He's, yeah. his, his lyrics are, are, are dope. Off That's top, like nice. I'll put him against anybody. I really will. Yeah. I'll put money on it. Like he's. He's a great lyricist, bro. He's he's good at what he does, man. And uh, from that day, I just kind of always kept my eye on him. When Baby Rock started, you know, I got involved with him, and I was like, hey, man, like, you know, come fuck with us, help us out, like, because he yeah. knew what he was doing on FL, because he produced all his own shit. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of coached me up a little bit. Well, then he went to jail for a couple months, so mm-hmm. he left me all his equipment, and that's when I started to kind of like be like, all right. At that point, I realized I really have to do this myself sometimes. Like, how did you, I, how how was that? Um... Like that's like leaving a box of toys for a kid. Like, yeah. I mean, how was that process it of learning that system? It was really cool, but it was it was it was, it was, it was, it was I would say yeah. For 
lack of a better word, it was funky. It was yeah. cool, you know what I mean? Like, and then it was just different. Like, that's like somebody coming to me and be like, "Hey, man, here's this gym. Do whatever you want with it. I'll, yeah, be, I'll like, be back. I'll be back in a couple months. Yeah, that's like, do whatever I, you want to yeah. do with it. Like, yeah, dude, I take that shit with that passion. You know what I mean? It was it was a trip. Like, it just happened right after we were talking about, "Hey, we're gonna take this serious." You know, and then oh God, doing his work right there, man. Yeah, God doing his work right there. And then I'm like, okay. And then Nick had already taught me, you know, a decent amount of stuff to do something. So I made a couple of my own songs that you know, Mm -hmm. certain people who knew Baby Rock back in the day, who knew Joe Daniels and Bez, like those true fans and peers that we had, like they know these songs. Like nobody now knows this shit, but yeah, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where it started. We started working. Then Nick got out of jail. And then that's when I was like, you know what? I made all these connections while you've been away. I'm seeing this path. Like, I want to manage you. So Nick was actually the first person that I wanted to manage. But I never... Was he riding a lot when he was in jail? Yeah, he came out with the heat. How how long was he in jail for? Three months. Three months? Okay. Yeah, that's... I mean, 90 days is a lot... Yeah. If you really and and I explain this to a lot of people too. Well, I explain it more of a six. 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 I I usually four or five months. Fuck, I don't know how to ask. Well, I usually explain this to some to, to some people that like are going through shit or like going or like are having like a a bump in the road where they can't get over it in business. It's like take everything away for sixty days, and what would you actually do? You know, like if you were stuck, and not to say like you're going to jail, but let's say you got stuck in your own house for sixty days, how much work would you actually get done? Like, what would you do? Would you be? Would you be? I mean, in any business, you could be writing your fucking ideas down. But in those days, like, what can you do? So when people go to jail, in my mind, they're either going to work their ass, or they're going to work out because they got nothing else to do, or they're going to write. You're either going to write a book, you're either going to write music, you're either gonna, you're writing down like a strategy for when you get out in business. And um, there has to be a system like that. I feel like one day for people that go to jail, that are only going to go for like a year or two. Like those guys need to come out and never go back. The guys that are going for like ten years, like that's kind of hard. I mean, I can't. I'm not going to get too deep with that, but. Think about that in some ways. When I, I, I think about that and I tell people that if you, something was taken away for you 60 days, but you still had your same mindset, you still had your same body experience, what would you do in those 60 days? If, if, you, can, if you can be on vacation for 60 days from your job but still get paid, what would you actually get done? You know what I mean? Things like that. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm curious about that. But So he came out strong, came out strong. You're getting things going with, with Lawrence. Um, and so he's yeah, one so of your top guys now. Yeah, so I managing him. And, uh, yeah, he was top guys. Yeah, he um, he was the first man, and uh, the idea with him, and this was before he even went in, he had started this little group with his friend uh, Josh and uh, this other dude, Noel. Uh, Noel kind of stopped doing music, you know, he had a baby and stuff like that, like he's living his life. Um, Josh kind of, from what I know, got an experience that he didn't really like, went away and readjusted his mindset, mm-hmm. and now he's coming back, and... He's, you know, better than that. Yeah, that's badass, yeah. man. Like, and reinvented himself. Yeah, you know, all power to him. I, mm-hmm. I fuck with him heavy. And uh, Nick, you know, kind of started doing what he was doing. Like I said, he ended up going to jail shit. So he was involved with whatever he was involved with. And that's when me and him were still tight. And so he was always telling me about their little movement that they had, which was 2 a.m. the mob. Yeah. 2am Mafia 2am 2am Late night That late yeah. night yeah, yeah. yeah So that's the whole Like That's where that started Right yeah. And so that's really When I was like Okay I want to manage artists mm-hmm. You know This was before I ever met Savage Before I thought about build, Like working with him As far as like Building him into something and, Yeah like, All these other people Right Just Nick And I was like I can do this Like I'm gonna make it happen And then um Late night just kind of formed. Late night mafia, mm-hmm. and and then um, 
Stephen King hit me up because during Late Night Mafia being built and we we're trying to like figure out how to do that and do that the right way. We did a couple shows here and there, whatever, yeah. whatever. I met Savage. And whenever I met Savage and I started getting these connections, I started to try and bring my artist into this yeah. stuff, you know, like get the music Come plays, get you, you know, maybe some performances or just a connection to where I can bring you into this, da da da. Well, this kid, Stephen King, hits me up out of San Antonio out of random and never heard of him before, never mm -hmm. seen him. Hits me up on Twitter and he's like, hey man, uh, I see, you know, you manage this guy, whatever, whatever, like, and he's talking about Savage and he's like, uh, I was just wondering if you'd be interested in managing me. And I was just like, man, I never had nobody hit me up like that. He's a random, like, I don't know, bro. Mm -hmm, so then, yeah. like, I go to search his stuff. Well, he had a song with a feature of a local artist that, you know, had a lot of buzz at the time. Mm -hmm. He still, you know, has his buzz right now. But uh, his name's Mateo, mm -hmm. uh, Mateo's son out of San Antonio. And uh, I was just like, okay, like, maybe he has something. So I listened to a couple of his songs on his SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. And I fucked with them for the most part. And I was kind of, like, thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. Like, I'm going to see if I can so do, can do this. Make something this is somebody I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I really wanted to challenge myself. Um, I did it with Savage. We were building something. So I was like, all right, what's another chip? What's another yeah. play? And so and you might build even more. Exactly. You know, learning from the process. The team. And even if you fell, you learn from your failures so you can better. Yeah. And maybe in the future, build another guy like this. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Was like, my thing has always been to have multiple investments, multiple mm -hmm. things going at once. Um, and to put my best foot forward in each one because that's, that's how you're going to get somewhere. Do you feel like you always got to be doing something? Yeah, uh, like you, like... So we can't have a job. Yeah, bro, like, that's why you I can't, can't have a job. Yeah. Like, I, I barely get sleep. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really necessarily consider it sleep. It's more like naps. Exactly. I just exactly. be going. Uh, I don't really... I'm, everybody that knows me knows I'm horrible for time. Because <laughs> yes. I am all, <laughs> all over the place, bro. I'm all over the place, man. Like, I, I read a study the other day that people that are, like, right on time and, and that are entrepreneurs are the ones that work at the best. Yeah. Because they're always on the ball of things. Like they try to fit in as much as you can. I always tell people, max out your hours. You got twenty four hours a day. How many hours you're actually working? Yeah. You know what I mean. I get forty five minutes to come from home to here, and go to my basketball practice or go to my next event that I got to go do. And people like will be like, dude, like how do you do that? I said because I got to like I honestly keep going. You have to. I have to. You know what I mean? Like owning my wrestling business and then running my basketball business and then doing podcasts, trying to make sure I'm keeping up with that. And then also work my 40-hour job. What I was trying to explain uh, uh, in the part one earlier, I kind of got off track with it, was I had so many jobs, man, from basketball that I would lose because I wanted to coach. And then the wrestling was getting involved. I was like, man, I don't have time to go and promote because I'm here at work. So I was going through jobs here and there. And then eventually I had to just learn how to make it all work. Yeah. I got to work a 40-hour job. I got to pay my bills. I got to live. But then anything extra comes out of anything else, that's just hopefully a plus. You know what I mean? So I had to learn that. Lost a girlfriend over it. Lost friends over it. Lost good oh, yeah. jobs over it. And I'm happy where I'm fucking at. I, I mean, shit, my grind's probably been the strongest over the past three years yeah, when I actually it. lost people. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, this shit's growing. You know what yeah. I mean? And the, the people that don't realize that are the people that are not around no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. The one, my, my ex was really strong-minded with allowing me to do what I wanted, I just couldn't put everything in the right places. And again, I don't I don't regret it one bit. You know, I have to feel like some, there's always somebody to get out there for anybody. 
But I will find that one day. But right now, it's fucking grind time. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking grind yeah. time. Stay focused. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? You know what and you can handle mm-hmm. at when you can handle And this badass, and I say this because for as young as y'all are, having that mindset, I wish I had that. I had it. I just didn't know really how to use it or understand how much of it I had. Mm-hmm. And I mean that because, again, I was still grinding. I was still pushing. I was coaching three fucking teams at a time. I was still doing my, my wrestling. I was building blockbuster wrestling. Like, everything was still going at that time. I just didn't know that I had it. But when somebody started telling me by the time I was 20, fucking busting your ass. Hey, man, this was just in backyards. Now you're going to fucking the Knights of Columbus. Oh, man, you used to just rest, coach kids at the parks. Now you're in gyms. Like, there's always been a build. You see that. And I didn't have nobody great. really pointed out to me. And I was just working. I never really actually put it on paper and was like, this is the goal. So when I finally started figuring that out, you're like, oh, shit, that's the big picture. Like, my big picture is I own my own gym, in th- my own, literally my own basketball gym in three years. You know what I mean? Because out of that gym, I can have wrestling events. I can have fucking concerts. I can do, I can rent it out for people to go and do things, but it could still be a gym. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 we definitely could. But that, that's what I'm saying. You, that's badass that y'all have a strong grind and y'all understand it and you understand the build. Some, there's so many people that you're going to meet and they're so focused and intact and intact of what's happening right now where a person like me, I'm worried about five, ten years from now. Like yeah. everything that I do right now needs to be focused on that five and ten years and more people are worried about next week. More people worry about next month. No, I'm worried about fucking years from now. We're always talking about that. Yeah, we're talking about our three-year plans and stuff. We have some set, some stuff set in order. We just have to keep it in order, you know. We're real bad about knowing that we can do things on the fly and knowing that Okay, let's just go out and do this like this podcast. We want to just come out here. We're bad about sitting down and taking our time to plan things out because we just do it so fluidly. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. So it's those are some stuff. things we're working on right I'm now. Trying right? to be on my Jay Z shit. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. And I, and I and I and I. It's so funny because when I explain to like oh, man, I, I explain this to a lot of my friends because dude, they sold a lot of drugs, man. But <laughs> I would tell them you got to have that Jay Z effect. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said Jay Z found his grind by selling drugs. Plain and simple. He busted ass. He ran the streets. He sold his drugs. He built his own like empire, empire in his in his head. And when it came down to it, hey, let's put this towards something else. Let me go rap now. Let me go put my money towards rap. And eventually, he makes it. And he tells that story just like I would. He sold drugs, blah blah blah. You know, but that's what it is. It's Jay Z effect. Like yeah. turn something that could be bad into something great. Yeah. And everything that I've done um, to just give you a little bit of knowledge towards this. When you're going through a fucking bad patch, whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's life, whether it's job, whether it's a bad contract, whether it's something bad, gain something out of it. Mm-hmm. No matter what, gain something. Like one thing out of the bad, you know? Like my, you, I kind of wanted to feed into this a little bit more too, was like how you were saying you were living in your car. Like I was the same way about 18 months ago. Like I was living in my car. I lost, well, I was maybe a little bit longer than that. I lost my girlfriend. We had a place together. She was in the house. I had to go stay at another friend's house. But I wouldn't like to be there. I don't like being... In, That's how I was. I had I didn't like, to stay by. I didn't kitchen. like to be in people's... Their routine. You know what I mean? So Or their, their living. So I literally would sleep in my car some night. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to be in that. And then, felt and uncomfortable, then, right? And another thing was, in my head, I'm like, you're fucking homeless. What are you going to do with your life? Like, you going to fucking stay sleeping in your car every night when you go out and party? Or do you want to get your own place one day? Like, and that's what was in my mindset. And when I put that in my mindset that you're homeless, dude, it was fucking, let's go. Like, it was, let's rock oh, yeah. this shit every day. It was doing something. 
And it sucked, man. I'm not going to lie. It sucked. I want nobody to ever go through that ever in my life. And I preach that people don't do that. But if that's what you have to do to put yourself in a situation so you can get out of a situation, that's the shit you need to do. And some people won't do that. They want to go with the comfortable thing. Oh, let me go stay with mom for 10, 12 months or with mom for fucking seven years and then I'll figure my life out. Yeah. No, motherfucker, do it now yeah. and put yourself through that situation so you can go and better yourself. And that's what I'm saying. That's why like, I stay humble and grateful because I am fortunate enough to be on that side where like, I am a little more at ease with my situation, mm -hmm. with my how my parents have my back and stuff. Yeah. And like I said, like, Someone, for instance, like Bez, like his story is totally different. Mm -hmm. He came up harder than I did, and I respect it. And I never, yeah. I never undermine him or discredit anybody for what they've been through. Yeah, I just try and understand you, and see what it is that I can do to help you. Yeah, and that's how you know. That's about that's how we get business done. So, last question on my side, and this might go a little bit with it too. An artist comes up to you. Question number one. What does that have? What does that artist have to do to keep your eye on that person? Like, what what kind of grind do they have to have? Like, what what really hits you to be like, look, I'm gonna actually spend time. I just with like to see you multiple times. Consistency. Consistency. Yeah. If I see you in the places that I'm at consistently, there's a reason you're there, and I yeah. nice, and I'll I notice. It. I notice everything. Yeah. Like I said, you can't get much by me. Mm -hmm. I'll notice it, and then at that point, you know. I just start watching. I'll pay yeah. attention. I'm not going to come up to you and say hi to you. I know who you are. Mm -hmm. I know people. Like, I know the names. I know what your Same history is. Same thing you did in the bezel. Exactly. <laughs> I see. I, I, I find. I, oh, I'm this is your I'm name? I'm going to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. This is yeah. your name? Cool. This is what, what I know about you? Cool. This is what I found out about you? Cool. Yeah. All right. Now I know about you. Let's see if that's really who you are. Yeah. And I just kind of just get to know somebody like that from a distance before I even fuck with them because... I'm not going to invest my time for no yeah. reason. I can't. Yeah. I, I got to hold myself at that value. And so, and that, that that's kind of two-sided there to a point to where you allow that with with Bezel, with, with Hype. Mm. You learn that like, oh man, I heard so much, but... He I, wasn't like that. The book was, you were, it, was it, it was just a cover that you it were was, seeing, you know? Wrong, so do you so do, wrong. so now going through that, do you feel that you're going to do that with other people or do you kind of, like you said, you're yeah, like more I said, sit like, back? Now to this day, like I just sit back and like, I, I, you know, I just let you play. I let you play your own cards. I let you make mm -hmm. your own fate. Every relationship is your own personal relationship with me. I don't care what people say about you, yeah. their opinions, what stories I may know are true or not true, like whatever, whatever. If you're good to me and we have a good relationship, then that's our relationship and that's that. Yeah. And I give everybody the courtesy until yeah. you give me reason not to trust you. See, and that's why I hate, like, uh, mainstream media or stuff like that, like, because we all see somebody a certain way, and you, you, if you know, like, if you do some study on where they came from and what their work ethic is, and then they do one thing wrong, like, that if people need to understand that, it only sticks around for so long, and then they forget about it. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point about the media shit, but um, if you look at that in life, that's the best thing to do, too. The only thing that sucks is when you're in a small town or when you're around the same people over and over. It's kind of hard for them to change their mind about you. And I'm sure you understood yeah, that with your brother right. in some ways, too. Yeah, there's a lot of so we gotta show them. Exactly. Show them. you got to show them up. You know what I mean? So, okay, so you see that in a person. How how long, um, let's say an artist comes to you, he's only been rapping for six months, and then you have another rapper that comes to you, and he's been rapping for three years, and you can only choose one. Like, what? other than the fact of what you explained before, like, does, does the experience... Um. 
overdo the six months? Like, like how would that affect somebody? It, it's the potential. It's not yeah. necessarily your experience because I can get up there and rock on the stage. That's yeah. something I learned. I started having to rap. Yeah. You can get up there on the stage and rap. You can get up there on the stage and mix the board. You can get up there on the stage and run the shit. Yeah. You can do anything, but how well can you do it? And are you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can just tell them. You can tell them people. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I can just tell, like, sure, if that six month kid goes up there and he fucking rocks it, mm -hmm. and I just see the potential, and then the, th the three year old, whatever dude goes up there and he does just about the same level as that kid. Yeah. I got a lot more time with, uh, with Little Man. Like, mm hmm. Yeah, you're gonna learn. He's gonna. He's gonna. He, he probably learned it a little quicker than yeah. The guy with the three years. It just is what it is. Like you yeah, just, you gotta look at it at a business standpoint at that. Mm -hmm. Like that's another thing. Like I realized, like me making the decision to be behind the curtain and be the management and like step out of the spotlight and put everybody else into it that I believe deserves it and can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to like, I had to cut myself down. Yeah, from like that that lifestyle I had to get a very business mindset and learn how to work with people on that level just like you said like you mm -hmm. you you know how to read people yeah I had to really coach myself up on that I had to coach myself up on my professionalism how mm -hmm. to carry yourself how to present things like there's still a lot of shit I'm learning to this yeah, day yeah yeah and you're always gonna as keep simple learning. as vocabulary yep like yep. as simple as proper vocabulary mm -hmm. and context like yeah just you, what it is and so like with myself this is so funny, but I never realized this about myself until like uh, my mom told me this about four months ago. This lady came up to her and was like, "Hey, um, uh, you know, I see your son everywhere. I see he's doing putting his face in a lot of things. Um, how does he have so many personalities? Like he has so many characters." And mom's like, "What? What do you mean? Like, my, like what do you? What do you? I don't get what you're asking." She goes, "I, I she goes, I literally saw your son in three days. I saw your son every day, three days straight. I saw your son." First day I saw him, he was at MBU and he was working his job. Love customer service. I can talk with anybody. I already told you I'm a big talker. So she saw me that. She saw me. I'm dressed up, tie. You know, she saw me all. You know, businessman now. The next day, she sees me at a Mexican restaurant, and I'm having a meeting with one of my uh, wrestling sponsors. And there, I'm all in my wrestling stuff, just like I am now, kicking back. You know, just very casual, dressed out. See her, say hi, blah blah blah. But she, I guess she saw the way that I was talking. So then the third day, she goes and her son or her grandson plays basketball, and then she saw me on the court. <laughs> and so she and she saw how my enthusiasm was there. She saw how I work with the kids and how I push myself and do things like that. She goes, but every time I saw him, it was something different. Like he had to present himself something different. And so I sat back and my mom told me that I'm like, son of a bitch. Like I actually have a shitload of. I changed the way I talk. I changed the way I think. I changed the way I changed my vocabulary. Like I don't cuss yeah, much I'm around sure. my basketball kids, but when I'm around a wrestler, oh man, it's, oh, it's yeah. like there's no such thing as a vocabulary yeah. with and these some guys. Some people like some people like my ex. Like I love that woman that she like got me through a lot, and she's still there as an influence in mm -hmm. my life. Um, but she always told me, it's in times she would tell me, you know, you're a chameleon, and mm -hmm. I've heard that before, you know, yeah. because you do have to switch roles and be these different type of people in person and be able to handle these type of people. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it comes down to who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. That's why, I, like I said, I'll say it again, like, stay humble. Good business is reoccurring business, mm -hmm. and you got to remember who you are, but there's nothing wrong with sharpening your skills mm -hmm. and making yourself a, a better 
I don't know. I mean, like, whatever you would want to say. Just make yourself more versatile. Yeah. As yeah. far as, like, being able to work with whoever you need to work with. Utilize mm-hmm. your best Yeah, abilities. you know? Like, I'm friends with everybody, bro. Even through high mm-hmm. school, growing up, like, I don't have an issue with people. Like, Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, like, the same way. I can get along with yeah. anybody. And the only people that are going to dislike you are people that don't, are hating on you, are people that want to do the things that you're doing. I guess. Yeah. And even and though I've never had an enemy, as far as I know, like... Really? Yeah. That's good, though, man. And I, I think, I think in some ways... um, um, with you being, and again, not a bad thing, but you being so quiet too in some ways, like that, that's the way it is as well. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say that, every time I've, not confronted you, but like we see each other, you know, somebody's always talking in y'all's group and then like, it's almost like somebody has to talk to you for you to talk back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not a bad thing because I do the same thing in the wrestling business. You have to do that. Like you sit back and you just let everybody else talk until it's your time. I learned, I, I, I went to Corpus one day and went to a wrestling show and I go in and I'm like introducing myself and being the dumbass that I was and not not knowing the business that I should have known at the time, I'm like, oh, hey, I'm I'm the promoter for New Broncos and I work for Blockbuster Wrestling. I'm the owner. All right, cool. And then, like, some guys sick of it, like, what the fuck is this motherfucker, like, trying to come in here acting like a badass? Like, yeah. he owns a company. And I learned from that because at night we had a ro- battle royal. I go to the ring and the guy, like, I thought I was over being badass here comes to me and chops the fuck out of me. And, like, you know, because when you're in the ring, like, you're literally, like, working and you're beating the shit out of each other in some ways. <sighs> But it's still a work. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a work. So I learned that. And when I went to the back, one of the guys was like, you realize, you know why you chopped it at hard, right? I was like, yeah, I figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, I learned a lesson today. It's one of those things, too, you know? So, but as you're going through these processes of, of, of dealing with certain people, um, everybody's going to act differently. He's going to act differently. You, you know, uh, you know, Lawrence is going to act differently. You know, the other, uh, King Savage is going to act differently. Like, you learn how to adapt to these different personalities being in your, being yeah. at the hat that you're wearing. It's right? hard, man. It's, it is. It's, hard. it's very difficult. It's very difficult, but like I said, um, you should put your best foot forward on everything you're working with. Yeah. You got to know who you're working with. That's why my management is very personal because I have to know you. Yeah. I have to know who you, what your goals are mm-hmm. so that we can reach that because that's my job. And push through, yeah. If I don't know sure. what your goals are, I don't, I don't, I don't know what my yeah. job is. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, that's just how I approach it. Literally know your role, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what Everybody it is. has to play their part. Everybody has to do what they got to do in order to reach this goal. Yeah. So uh, what is the big goal locally and... What is the big goal for you to get out locally? Because locally? let's let's be honest, let's be honest, okay? New Braunfels isn't a town where you grow big to be become a big. Well, we want to be more company. involved with New Braunfels in that. the future. So okay, so let me go back. What's the goal for New Braunfels? Do you want to be? Do you want to create something here in New Braunfels and build up? I mean, because you can't do a South by Southwest in New Braunfels. That's for sure. It's, I see that all San Antonio is doing their own. The way but. I see it is, for New Braunfels, we're going to use the power of entertainment and the shows and stuff like that and that presence to reach a higher purpose which is positivity as a whole correct and it's just like this is where we grew up this is a great town like i've been here for a while he's been here for a while like we've seen it at at its purity and at its worst like yeah this town is, is is we respect it, man. Yeah. And you got to win over your home before you can win over the world. There it's you hard go. To win over this town. You hear that? See, I'm born and raised here, and to hear guys come in talking like that towards our town, that's, that's fucking badass. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Too. Yeah. yeah. Born it's and not raised. hard to be, to win over this town, especially, like, the way that it is, it being a German town, us coming with what we have to offer. Yeah. You and know? you know what pisses me off is there's guys that literally your age right now, you're 22, between 
19 and 24 right now that there's guys that I know and they're like, well, I can't make it happen because of this town. What do you mean? Like spam. Like, That's why we've outsourced gotta, towards exactly. Austin, San Antonio. Now we're bringing everything mm -hmm. in the group together. And that's and I'm like, that's bullshit. I said there was no wrestling ever in this town. The only time there was wrestling in this town was when WWE would come and come in the Civic Center in the '80s and bring all Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. And you you can tell by the way things have changed because I go to the Civic Center <clears> and they're like, no, you're not bringing fucking wrestling in here. Like you're crazy. You're gonna ruin this the our venue. Yeah. I'm like, do you understand what wrestling is? And they don't even understand it. So, like, I'm changing their minds. I'm changing people's minds in wrestling the way they see it in this town specifically. That's, yeah, that's cool. New Braunfels, and I'm going to tell you this right here. I don't know if you ever noticed it this way. New Braunfels is in a big-ass cycle. The moment you can fit in the cycle is the moment you've made it. And I mean that. You go to the fair every September. You go to Wassail Fest every fall. You go to Worst Fest every November. You have all these Christmas events are now happening. In, you just gave you know, the people the key, right? Exactly. So... If you, the moment you get into the cycle of New Braunfels is the moment you make it. The moment you can start making your own events. The Kids Fest, always in April now. Yeah. You know, like I can go on for days with all these events, but fit in somewhere. You yeah, know, you have like, an end. Honestly, with this, it has to be a summer event. New Braunfels doesn't have a summer a summer jam. Do a, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're we're like a that. summer town with no true like summer little thing. Like, exactly. Me, like, we, we, Family yeah. oriented. We, 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 we've had some ideas. This summer 2018, that. we will be coming with something for New Braunfels. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll keep that on the download. Yeah. No, no, that's cool. No, that's fine. Yeah. No, you do that. Do but that. Because Baby Rock Management yeah. presents an event here in the summer. More than likely, somewhere near yeah. downtown. And I do anything I can do to help with that. I yeah. think y'all need to really start talking to Conway's, Justin Wyman, and, and um, uh, I think his name is Chris. I'm not gonna even try, but yeah, no, the Conway's are badass dudes, and and there's some owners. As you can tell, they brought in like Juvenile, and you know they're bringing in the Yang twins. They're really trying to mix up. I mean, they're bringing the Hano artists. You know, of course, they've always done with the Cowboys. I mean, the, uh, the um, country music. So, you know, they've, they've always been in that area, but they're really thinking out of the box. Justin grew up on the west side of New Broncos, man. Didn't have shit, you know. And he told me, like, you know, he his parents had to fight for what they wanted and all that shit. Now he's making good money, takes care of his family, they travel. Like, his story is amazing in itself, but he believes in people like us that are young, that have a dream, entrepreneurs wanting to work hard because they're the same way. They're just looking to give us a shot. And that's why not only do I take that, like, with the passion that he's giving me a shot there, but man, I'm not even holding back. I'm going full throttle. We're bringing guys from Lucha Underground. You know, this summer we're going to be bringing guys, hopefully, that are former WWE guys. My goal, if not this year, next year, is to have a huge event at the Civic Center and bring in guys like Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Sting, have like an autograph session and have a show. That's my goal. Now, again, I'm changing people's thoughts in wrestling. And whether people like this or not, generations are going to change in the next year. And the the new generations are going to come in and are going to understand why we do what we do. You know what I mean? There's too many old folks on our and where people are where the decisions are being made right now in town. And I know once those start going out and newer coming in, that's what we're going to have more leeway. Yeah. I mean, shit. That's yeah. Let's just that's be, the local goal, man. The local goal is to just get connected with these people and make a make an impact as far as like motivation really exactly we want we want people here to uh to prosper in their own way and this is the number one reason why i do the podcast exactly. it's for for them to hear people you could look yeah i mean like you could look over there stare over there and like see what's over there or you could look right at your feet and mm -hmm. work with what you got right here there you go there you go and that's what it is man 
That's what it is. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up, guys. South by Southwest, March 15th. That is a Thursday at Club Agave. Agave. And that is at 13422 DeSalle Road, Texas. It's going to be starts at 6 p.m., ends at 2 a.m. It's going to be an all day event. We're going to have, you know what I'm saying, a lot of drinks, a lot of. Um, a lot of fun stuff to do, a lot of props and stuff, a lot of games for everybody. It's an all-age event. Um, we've got a couple good headliners, including Blake, um, King Kyle Lee, Third Coast Mob, Late Night Mafia, who Joe Daniels manages himself. Um, we're going to have Young Bambi out there. Sounds by DJ Marley Bands, who's the DJ that I manage. Uh, he's an official Hoodrich DJ based out of Atlanta as well. So it's, gonna be, it's just going to be an all-day party. Y'all come out. We have the tickets available on Eventbrite right now for 25 or we do have physical tickets here in New Braunfels, Austin, and San Antonio for 20 that you can pick up. So Okay, so online is 25 yeah. if they meet up with you. Yeah, if you guys meet up with me, we'll do it for 20 bucks. Cool, yeah. man. That sounds shout awesome. Out, uh, shout out Free Season, Ben Wade, King Savage, and Savage Promo, Cam Tastemaker. Uh, everybody has really been able to help us make that become possible. Oh yeah, yeah man! I, I, I see y'all come out the whole city. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that these guys are working hard. Like I said, you know, I would run into Bez a lot, you know, at at, at Lone Star, and um, I'm like literally feel like I market everywhere I go. So mm-hmm. even when I go out, like I. I really I gained a sponsor two weeks ago for the podcast, which we're working on right now. Awesome. Just by going out, like I saw him went out. Hey man, here you're doing a podcast. How can I how can I give you money? How can I sponsor it? Like, and I'm always going out with y'all, and then you know, met you and talked to you about this. So always. it's good to go out and market that way. So it's good stuff. Um, social media. How do we find you on social media? Um, at that's Joe Daniels. And that's on all social media platforms. Okay, that's um, at Joe. At, at what was that again? That's Joe Daniels. That's Joe Daniels. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, um, at underscore Lobezi, L-I-L-B-E-Z-I-E. On Twitter, it's at Lobezi. And Snapchat, at Lobezi. Okay. All right, guys. So, thanks for coming by, guys. Appreciate it. I want to do a follow-up probably after the event. Mm-hmm. I will be shooting your event every uh, podcast I do. And then as well as putting you on social media as best as I can. Guys, uh, these are the type of guys you need to learn off of for y'all that are sitting at home watching TV every fucking day. You need to get your ass up, listen to people that are around you that are doing better things than you so you can better yourself one day. And, you know, one thing that I really, 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 really would love for, again, these guys are 22 years old working hard. You got to understand no matter how hard, how old you are, you can always be working towards something and uh, never think that any thought of yours is too small. Um, there's, oh, you know, again, one day I didn't think that I could bring a, a 18 foot by 18 foot ring and bring them into venues and uh, entertain people, you know, and I'm sure these guys were at a point where, you know, they were just sitting, kicking back uh, to a point to where they thought they could go as far as they could. They just got their ass up and put their minds together and probably put something to paper and made everything work and now they're, they're they're building and working with their dream so guys there's a lot of people out there and a lot of people out there that can't say that they love what they do and uh myself and it seems like these guys can actually say that we love what we do we and do. we're going to continue to keep doing that so um guys look out for these dudes baby rock management be some good stuff i'm going to be representing them now as much as i can to help them out and New Braunfels, you better be ready because they coming be strong. Ready. We they working hard, yo. Or this is the warning right here. You heard it first on J Rock podcast. You heard it first here. So Alrighty, guys. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out J-Rock and the podcast. We will be back, and I got my outro coming tonight, and um, we will be posting this literally right now. But other than the outro, we'll be out tonight. Y'all check your latest. People, remember, you don't get today back. Make sure you do something nice for somebody, and remember, your tomorrow's never promised, and make sure you keep dabbing on those jabronis. Check your latest. <laughs> All right, people, I hope you enjoyed that podcast with... Joe Daniels and Hype Bezel, however you may know him or how you're going to know them now. Uh, that was a great conversation. It was really cool to hear their build and where they came from and uh, the things that they're working on right now to better themselves as uh, young 22-year-old entrepreneurs wanting to uh, follow their dreams, that's for sure. And uh, them being in the, uh, the rapping industry and the entertainment industry. Uh, is something that isn't easy, and for them to be 22 year old, 22 years old, and making moves already, and um, understanding that their big goal is to uh, make do big things, uh, that's amazing. You know, at 22 years old myself, I was barely getting into wrestling, building blockbuster wrestling. Uh, still, had always had the basketball passion there, but um, I told these guys, I said, man, I'm, I, 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 um, I commend you on having that great mindset on wanting to better yourself and wanting to do these big things. And so, again, guys, make sure you check them out um, on all their social medias that they had put, put, you know, put out there. Uh, go back and listen to them if you need to. I'm going to post this on our Facebook, uh, you know, so you can uh, check this out, check out this podcast. Make sure you share it, y'all. Get me some listeners out there. Uh, y'all already enjoying it. Y'all already listening. I told you I was going bring up some good stories. I think this was my – don't get me wrong. I had a really good conversation with Amber – and, um, you know, they're always going to need to be getting better. But, of course, I feel like this was my best one yet. We really had a great conversation here. Uh, we were able to sit in my apartment and just relax and talk about, um, you know, everything that we talked about. It was a great thing. He, uh, uh, the both of them um, definitely had to get out of here. They have a meeting in Austin. So, guys, it's just stuff hearing that. This is, they're always working, looking to bust butt. Um, that's what, you know, that's where this, that's where the success comes from one day is wanting to work hard and working towards what you want in life. And these guys are definitely doing that. And, uh, I want you to do that. So what are you doing to better yourself? What are you doing to reach your, uh, your goals and live that dream that you dream about? Okay. Don't just, uh, enjoy your dreams while you sleep. Um, actually live them. That's what I want you to do. I want you to push through and do some great stuff. So guys, make sure you go and look like, look, check out Blockbuster Wrestling on Facebook, uh, New Bravos Hoop Masters on Facebook. Again, our website will be up on Tuesday, uh, www.nbhoopmasters.com. Uh, make sure you go check out, uh, Hype and Joe Daniels on all their stuff. I'll be posting, uh, a lot of their stuff again on Facebook, on my social medias. Um, and guys, 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 make sure that you are hitting your goals, like I said, I'm not going to go back into it right now, but make sure you hit those goals. Make sure you're doing good stuff. Uh, this week, uh, I have a little bit more free time, so I am going to do my best to shoot another podcast, uh, possibly on Tuesday, and I guarantee you it'll be a wrestler. I need a wrestler on here already. Uh, I'm thinking, um, you know, Rob Love, what do you think? Huh? Yeah, maybe. Or uh, maybe even uh, San Antonio wrestler, possibly. Maybe. Maybe a guy that's coming on the 18th. Maybe. We'll see what happens. But, guys, I am going to enjoy the rest of my day. Uh, I'm watching the Spurs game right now, and we are laying the smackdown on Cleveland. It's 91-79 in the fourth quarter with about seven and a half minutes to go. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the game. Uh, I would say that uh, well, I am going to enjoy the rest of my day, but, unfortunately, I will be working. 
Uh, I didn't get to, this isn't a regular Sunday for me. I got a lot of things that I got going on this month. And New Braunfels Hoopmasters is now going to be doing a tournament on March 31st at McKenna Gym. So let's be on the lookout for that. And um, we are needing in need of sponsors. So by today, uh, I will be releasing to all my people that are interested in sponsoring our event, sponsoring our team. Uh, I will be shooting that information out today. Uh, we'll be sending them out to the email so that way during the week we can start making our moves. All right, people. Guys, do your thing. I already said it today. So I said it at the end of the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. Make sure you do something great today. You don't get today back. Uh, do something nice for somebody. And remember, tomorrow's a never promise. And make sure you keep dabbing on those jabronis. We will check you later. I am out. Jay rocking a podcast, making moves. We will check you later. Ooh, LeBron just got swatted.